0: In the sky it's a bird, it's a plane Flying high I emerge through the flames Have no fear I'm here so stand back Melanin activate the name is Super Black In the sky it's a bird, it's a plane Flying high I emerge through the flames Have no fear I'm here so stand back Melanin activate the name is Super Black uh, Imagine that, a future that's super black Long's your skin brown your superpowers intact what would your powers be? Just hope it ain't super whack. Spatial manipulation, create a portal that's black. Maybe just super speed, time travel to run it back. Or cheat manipulation to keep my spirit intact. As I encounter evils the world face, demons the world makes. I needed the world at stake. Rest in peace with Chadwick that killed all the Black Panthers. Told us white lies, I still marvel at black answers Suits in D.C. Pray it lead to a civil war It ain't no justice league What's the need to be civil for? Propel like the juggernaut It's ain't no stopping this The world in grave danger Who can stop the apocalypse? They killed all the heroes The new ones don't really care But if you need me Put your fist up in the air Yeah In the sky it's a bird, it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin activate, the name is Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin activate, the name is Super Black.
1: Whoo, everybody, what's happening? What's going on? How you doing? Uh, It's Tuesday. We're a little early, but that's okay because we have some special, a special guests with us tonight. Uh, we have Mark Menarden in the building. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about some of his projects that he's done and the impact that he is having on the nerd and blurred world. But you don't want to miss this. But let's get this thing going. Let's start it off with my second in command, Lady Mandalore. What's going on? Now she's muted. <laughs> You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. <laughs> Unmute yourself. Hi. There you go. <laughs> First it was a greo of horror, now it's lady. <laughs>
2: if it's not me, it's gonna be lady. So I pick your poison. I don't know. Whichever. Hi.
1: Yeah. We can always blame it on the scrolls. <laughs> it works. Technology it just... is the devil. That it is. That it is. Uh,
2: More and more true lately.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly that, all that. Uh, Our very own Griot of Horror. She watches the horror movies, so you don't have to. Our very own Lainey from Geek by Heart. What's up? I am not muted. It's either me or her. every (laughs) time.
3: How y'all doing? How y'all doing?
1: Uh, Doing good. This feels good starting early. I don't know what it is. I don't know what? if we can pull it I off am. all the time.
2: <laughs> it's throwing off my lighting. I'm, I'm not. I'm not into it. It's, it is so. I mean, my, back, <laughs> my backdrop. Is it's not as green as I like it.
1: Yeah. It, it, I love you it. it's though. The, though. The, the, the,
2: yeah, there it is.
1: Fashionable, very fashionable. Yeah. I mean, it always is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's Lady Mandalore. I mean, <laughs> he handles yeah. the weapons and the fashion. So why? That's right. Is. And
3: then she's gonna handle Ahsoka right after this. There girl, bye. Is. Like, I, girl.
1: <laughs> there it is. Right there. <laughs> Uh, we also have in the building our cinematic assassin, the ship's computer. Very on. We'll be watching. What's going on? Hi. What's up, beautiful people? Um, um, listen, listen, intro won't people.
4: be long. Uh, just, I want to get to our guests, but uh, I will say it is very
1: strange doing the show with the sun still up.
5: Right?
1: <laughs> I was going to say, as long as you don't cock your hat and launch, we should be just fine. <laughs> yes.
5: Yes. <laughs> <That
1: didn't happen. laughs> That's like gonna give Lady Mandalore the wrong key, the wrong, the wrong notes. We don't she's already <laughs> ready for the smoke, you know that. Uh so we have a major talent in the building, a legend in the game. Uh um, God level. He is yeah, God level. God tier, god tier. You know, he he's doing the good lord's work, is what he's doing. Uh he's worked on many projects, including uh for comics, uh Darth, Darth Vader, Black, White, and Red. He's done Adora. He just he's he has his new book Muhammad Ali about the messenger, uh, the story of Mahala, Muhammad Ali. He also is out there doing more of a good lord's work by hitting them strike the strike zones out there, getting mm-hmm. getting that whole thing together with the sag and and, and after and WGA and getting those producers that like do right. But let's get to it. Let's let's, let's get to it. Mark Bernardin, what's going on? <laughs> Hello,
6: friends, and I—I uh, I apologize for gathering the blurs a bit too early.
1: Oh no, oh, there's no, no, there's no apology needed. No, no lighting no, lighting no. issues.
6: Make time. <laughs> the
5: sun is still up. We
1: we, we do it again if we need to. We'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we 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 are here for the people. We're here for the guests. Uh, let me give you this right quick, because you are a legend. Uh, the things that you've worked on. And even and I'm a big fan of Fat Man Beyond, but I'm a bigger fan of Black Man Beyond. <laughs> Don't tell Kevin I said that.
6: <laughs> uh, it'll be just between us, kids.
1: Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, you, you're very a very humble guy, very humble in everything that you do, and we're we're going to talk about all your projects and stuff. First off, I want to congratulate Shikari Richardson for getting that gold medal, getting that gold medal up there. 100 meter race at the World Championships hasn't been done in quite a while. They gave up on my girl too quick. Okay. They they threw her out too quick. (laughs) No, it
3: it wasn't about giving up. It was just the fact that they were sleeping on her.
1: Yeah, they were. They,
3: They wanted to put her in a box. She said, okay, I got something for you.
1: Is it just me or as she was running, in my head i i i immediately, immediately said gear 5 and just, as soon as she, as soon as i said it she could chat this one piece we're going to get you on board we're, we're slowly episode.
2: every episode i love y'all
1: every, every episode.
3: episode i feel like i need to start watching i really <laughs> no, do no i do cuz like no, everybody talks about it. i at least want to see what it's about even love if i'm not going to be hooked on it it's it's more than a 1000 episodes that doesn't mean i'm going to be hooked on it I, mean,
1: I do want to see what it's
3: about.
2: I'm going,
3: all right, I
1: can't say nothing. I'm doing it, too. Hashtag I'm resist. Too. Let's face yeah. it. I've been trying. <laughs> Man, Raw in the building. What's going on, Raw? Uh, So, yeah, you know, on top of that, you know what? Let's get into a little bit of nerd news. Just a, li- just a little bit. A little bit. You ready? I'm ready.
2: Yes, sir. Hey.
3: hey.
1: may be a day late but we never too late i want to congratulate blade yesterday was the anniversary of the blade movie released in 1998 uh it was actually kind of the door that opened up the mcu as we know it now uh it it contributed to a lot as it was not marketed as a comic book movie because only hardcore fans knew who blade really was yep Although many of the hardcore fans was already on board because it was Wesley Snipes anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that <laughs> part it was just like, oh, Wesley Snipes is killing vampires. Even if I never read the book, I'm still on board. <laughs> got yep. to
2: see that one time, at least yeah. one time. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to see what they're going to do. Uh, it, there's so many hiccups and downfalls of what's supposed to happen. You know and you uh, know as we know mahishala ali has dropped out so blades not on the docket right now we don't know we don't know we don't know uh, yes 25 years 25 years 25 years jesus it still holds up well
6: The first movie
1: cgi <laughs> Look, we've seen baby
2: steps. I mean listen. Compared, to, compared to some of what's going on today, it's not it's not that far off.
1: It's not.
3: I mean, listen.
1: <laughs> um, speaking of Blade, in November, I know they are doing a what if dark series. It's a one-shot, basically, and it's the tomb of Dracula. And it will be what if Dracula was able to turn Blade fully into a vampire. Uh one thing I can appreciate about the what if series it's no holds barred. You can do mm-hmm. anything. You can tell any story. You can spring in any kind of way. I mean, if Aunt May can be a Herald of Galactus, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It just works. Mark's
3: like, say
5: less. It's <laughs> <laughs> like
1: everything else is in the wind <laughs> at that point. <laughs> like, <the> old... <laughs> I'm just like... And it's still a very sought I have that issue. It's still a very sought-after issue like Ant main hero of galactus yeah wheat pancakes and all um <laughs> no gluten
3: okay no gluten no
1: gluten <laughs> it's but they also are doing uh another series where um it said what if Loki was worthy see it it makes it t- it tells a different tale now
2: how sway well. How? No, like, let, it, let, let it rock. Let it rock. Let, no, let no, it, no, no, it, no. There's a there's okay. little bit of a character no, wait a, wait a in minute. that entire situation.
1: Okay, so remember the conversation. It, remember the conversation that was had by uh Thor, Cap, and Tony. And how the if the if the hammer is in the elevator, is the elevator worthy? I mean, it was he was raising very good points at that at that time. But that he is, still has the win of hypotheticals.
2: No, we're not no, that ain't it. That ain't it. The mm-hmm. elevator isn't leaving the building to go and slay Thanos. No.
5: <laughs> no. Look, oh. I
2: need okay, I, so I say that to say I need to see this. I need to read this. I need to figure out how they get around that whole, mm-hmm. I don't know, lying and being, you know, chaotic thing.
6: No, <laughs> I mean, but like, does being worthy require you to be good? It's not never- it <laughs> requiring you to be consistent. Does it require you to be faithful and loyal? You can be loyal and evil, you can be lawful, evil. Yeah, you can be chaotic, good. Um, Lo-
1: Loki is loyal you know. to himself
6: most
3: <laughs> so. I thought you were gonna I, go with it. Does it mind you to be good versus doesn't mind you be like an anti hero because good in the moment?
0: Because then yeah.
3: that could be more Loki for being good in the moment rather than being good as a, as a whole.
6: Yes. But I mean, there's that elevator conversation in Ragnarok, right? Where where Thor's like, "Listen, I loved you. I thought we were going to be like riding together, side by side, for the rest of time. Mm. You know, like I loved you, Loki. You know, but you're you, and I'm me, and as it ever was. But even still, like, there's there's no reason why you can't be a worthy asshole." <laughs> <laughs>
1: No other way to put it. it. was just really no other way to put it. So it, it, it stands to, <laughs> to reason. I would like to see, in and I like what Marvel did when they had the What If series, even with Exiles, when they had the Exiles. Those were good runs too, because once again, you had time-displaced uh, heroes and slash villains going to different universes solving whatever problem. In, including making sure just some regular Joe schmo gets a bagel because if he doesn't get a bagel somehow him not getting a bagel at this certain time will cause Galactus to show up on Earth. It's just a thing but it worked. Comics. Comics.
6: They're (laughs) amazing. (laughs) Everything is possible. That part. Nothing is forbidden. That
1: Cap held one lie and his whole world fell apart. Her
6: world, whole world
2: fell
5: apart? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a, speaking of Cap, there's a really weird theory going around and it's back to when Peggy dies. Is at Peggy's funeral. And there's this theory saying that there's two caps in the timeline, in the MCU timeline. One is older and then the other one grew old. Essentially the same cap, just... They're
2: not wrong. They're not wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> it just
6: Time makes... travel makes my head hurt.
2: Oh, God.
6: Let if it go. Wrong, but it doesn't make it any better.
1: It no. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it like, better. It, 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 the way the theory was dressed up, it was saying that the cap that left is the cap that obviously stayed behind and the one that... It's a loop. Just like you said, Laney, it, it makes your eyes go cross. It's Austin Powers moment uh once he, once he arrives the reason why he doesn't arrive back where he's supposed to is because oh that's because that cap has already lived through everything he knew where to show up right which is why he was on the bench right dramatic entrance that nobody saw that nobody, yeah. that nobody.
4: At a at a certain point I feel like we started thinking about this way more than the people that actually wrote it did. <laughs> like we, we the people just were so determined to make sense out of every last detail. intimate detail that yeah. we
1: would
5: mm-hmm. I mean,
1: in circles. I mean, look at WandaVision. The, the, <laughs> the fact that everyone kept screaming Mephisto every episode
2: <laughs> Before and during and after it started.
1: Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they, they wanted Mephisto so bad. I'm like, is it going to solve anything? I don't know, but
2: Adam. It would have made things more interesting. It would have shown like they were willing to go to a darker side, and the D word, the, the the Mouse King would have shown a darker side.
1: The Mouse King, that's what the we're Mouse calling. King. We're calling the Mouse King now. We just can't call him.
3: Okay, because I don't, I don't even want to say the word. the, the Mouse King, the Mouse
2: King,
1: the Mouse King, <laughs> King giveth and he taketh away. I don't. <laughs>
2: Some things we love. I'm gonna stop. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: I'm gonna stop. Don't
3: do it. Do I'll a professional.
6: That's one who plays the mouse king now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: fan casting the mouse king.
5: Mouse
3: king. Uh,
1: Listen. Wait, don't leave it up to us because we will fan cast the hell out of, <laughs> out of it.
3: That's a fact.
1: Ooh. We will we will do that. Um I know they had some of the biggest comic book stories so far as Mostly during the spring and summer is when you get, like, a big storyline. But uh from the comics, you know, you get all these massive crossovers, which can also cause a bit of a headache. Uh, And, like, major alt- uh, uh, world-altering, life-altering events can happen. But I think one, and in my opinion, one of the biggest events that's been happening is the fall of X. And to this day, I don't know why they won't leave the mutants alone. I don't understand they were at peace. They were fine. They were by themselves minding their own business. Minding their mutants
5: business. <laughs> that,
1: that's what it was. They had it too good for too long.
2: Why it's y'all funny. comfortable? We're not happy. How come exactly. y'all are happy <laughs> minding your business? We want to be happy too. What y'all doing over here that's making y'all so happy? We want some of that. You got to get out the way. Anyway.
1: The fact wow. that they went and terraformed Mars and, and Earth just figured oh, we don't like that. We were going to do that. Yeah, no, you weren't. Um, you you, had you had no way barely way get here in time. time so.
3: That, that's not like a napkin color thought process.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Thank you, Marno. I'm, I'm not wrong
6: it's like. A- I mean, like, listen, mutants have always been a proxy for marginalized communities. And so, that, that checks out. <laughs>
5: Listen,
2: if Stan, Stan said it, if Stan said it, then it's fine.
1: He said it in 1968. <laughs> he said it several times, and yet yep. they still don't get it. I don't understand.
6: <laughs> uh, business building this here, Wall Street, and then what happens? Oh.
2: <laughs> you, shouldn't have, you shouldn't have all of it. Oh,
1: shit.
5: Bumped up there just a little bit.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, Magneto was like, I told y'all. I told y'all. Oh, it's just like
6: habitual line steppers.
1: Listen, (laughs) listen. Oh, my God. So
2: having you here, Mark.
1: (laughs) He he sees how we operate. That's good. That's good. good. He sees how we how we how we get down and how we operate. So I I love it. I love it. You know, people always come here and say, you guys are nuts, but you're fun. we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back with our guest, Mark Bernardin. We're going to talk about all these dope projects he's been working on, his latest projects, and an award he just won right after this.
5: I, I was eating. So, getting- what commercial? Uh, gotcha. Uh-huh,
1: commercial
4: break, I'll give you a commercial.
1: There's a goddamn celestial in the ocean and no one is talking about this. What even is that? Spider-Man, a psychopath wielding powers he has no right to possess. Jameson, not now. Is this a Thanos thug showing up on CBT? Did Jesus come back and get stuck halfway through? How does nobody have answers on this? It has been sitting here ignored and Untouched for
4: months like a Christmas tree. We might as well hang ornaments on it. Read all 600 pages of the Sokovia Accords. Everybody got their nose up in Wakanda business. But nobody has answers on this? I don't even need, like, an official news report. Send a single TikTok star with a ship. How is nobody investigating this? What the fu-
1: this just in feeling groggy in the morning coffee just can't give you that pep in the step that you're looking for try pop Starts for that great get up and go that adults need pop Starts has the vitamin and nutrients that only grown-ups can partake in and with flavors such as tossed salad and scrambled eggs and jack daniels and bud light flavors to start your day or end it there's nothing better to wake up to unless you count that depressing cubicle job well anyway try pop Starts today Pop Starts is not part of the Kellogg's Corporation. Pop Starts could give you diarrhea. Pop Starts are not found in your local grocery store. You're absolutely of no good.
4: <laughs> Wait one second. That first commercial was new. Y'all might not know. I run the show off my phone, and when I do, it automatically mutes um, the sound that's playing. So that way it doesn't create a feedback loop. I'm I'm watching in pure like confusion. I have no clue what was said. All of a sudden, <laughs> I got I got to check that one later. I got to figure out what was going on there.
1: Yeah, with the with the celestial one. Yes. Oh, with the new. Okay, with the new.
6: Yeah.
1: one. Shout out to Tafari for that celestial. Uh, commercial and uh, of course myself for the pop starts commercial
6: I just I need a look hey. of that white lady falling down the stairs <laughs> and, I need, and I need like the the like give me the snopes the the deep internet dig on like what is that footage? why does that what commercial did that used to be? Why are there drunk old people trying to climb a flight of stairs badly facts I need all of it
1: oh it's good it's gonna cause a rabbit hole, you know when you go down those YouTube rabbit holes <laughs> like <laughs> you, end up, you end up on Wikipedia. You end up in some of the wildest places. It's fine. I'll buy a condo down there. I just got to know the answer. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> that oh, my God. Thing. that That is a very good one. Oh, oh my God. We <laughs> oh, have with us a very a legend. We have someone who has worked on Picard. He has worked on various comics. It's too numerous to name, but what you can do is check out his new book, The Messenger, The Legend of Mahala, Muhammad Ali. I think that's out now, correct?
6: It is indeed. It came out last week.
1: All right, You can check that out right now. You can also, and I think it's, you don't have a distributor yet, but his short film, Splinter, just mm-hmm. won a Gen Con Award, so congratulations on that. Thank you very much. That's an amazing. I, I said it before the show, you are... An extremely humble man. And I can appreciate that. Uh a fantastic writer. How did you know that being in this this world of
6: nerddom, this is where you wanted to be? Uh well, I'll tell you, I am I am an old enough man, if you cannot tell by the, the grayness of my beard. I, I've got like the Sam Jackson mid-range villain beard happening. <laughs> Okay, like like a shark is about to eat me in, in hey. fifteen minutes. Um, there wasn't much of a choice, <laughs> you know. Like you, you are who you are. You grow up how you grow up, and 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 to a certain degree, you know, you can fight it uh, all you want. As I think lots of us did. If you were born in the seventies, grew up in the eighties, nobody wanted any piece of this in any way possible. So you know, sometimes you you try to hide your light, but you know it uh, it never takes for that long. And so I luckily got to to being a grown up and got to my first couple of jobs when nerddom was on the rise, when Blade had just come out, you know, when X-Men is on the horizon, when when the Matrix is on the bubble, you know, when Spider-Man is about to happen. And so I was working at, at Entertainment Weekly at the time and I like, hey, we need a nerd. And uh, and it's like the nerd signal went off. Right. Like the, the, the skies lit up and the clouds parted and the. <laughs> And, uh, and I raised my hand. I was like, "Hey, I, I'm—I may or may not be that person, you know." And and so it, it it served me in good stead to be the guy who read comics as a kid, who had a functional, operational understanding of Dungeons and Dragons, who had been a, a video gamer since there were video games invented, um, and could bring kind of all of that to bear. And they already knew me, you know, so they couldn't like not invite me in because they already i the, i was the vampire they already knew. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, grandfather uh, invite into the house. I remember that. I
1: gotta remember that.
6: And <laughs> you know, it's like, oh shit, you're this guy also. Yeah, but you already invited me in.
1: So, <laughs> like, the devil. Wait, yeah. Sorry,
6: <laughs> no, does help now.
1: So you've worked on several projects, alphas, Carn- Carnival, Road. You worked for the big three, Image, Marvel, and DC. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- well rounded is probably the best word to, or best mm-hmm. phrase to use. Or schizophrenic,
2: <laughs> no <laughs> judgments around here. No, no, I
1: mean, you just seen the Pop Starts commercial, and like, wait till you see the staking, staking cocaine one we're, we're putting together. So, uh, it's so it's <laughs> there is <laughs> listening to you on Fat Man Beyond and with Kevin Smith and watching you work one, you two bounce great off each other, two. It's when he takes a break from something because he has another project or had or something going on that you're still in there, and then you're like, "Well, Kevin's not here, so it's it's mm-hmm. black man beyond." And I'm just like tickled because I'm just like, "Oh, we black black day." Like I already know, <laughs> <laughs> I already know what kind of party we're in for, and I'm never disappointed. It, it makes for a, a great ride when I'm driving and everything. So. Number one, you're doing that show from a great place, mm-hmm. the cantina, the scum of villainy out. in Where is that at exactly in California?
6: It is in Hollywood, California on Hollywood Boulevard. So it is as Hollywood as you can get.
1: <laughs> so so, listen to me when I tell you this, crew. It's the cantina. It's, it's built like the cantina from Star Wars. Oh, no, I see.
6: It is not the Cantina from Star Wars. It is. it is a nondescript, non-copyrighted uh that's that, face that, drinkery that. There, not that's her that. the Mouse King. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. I like I that. see you can't
3: tell me otherwise.
6: Yeah. <laughs> see?
1: Um <laughs> being there, your first time stepping in there and realizing, oh, we're doing the show from here how did that make you feel? How did it, how did that like, made you part of this universe
6: almost. I mean, it was, we, we had been doing the podcast, um, first in Kevin's house, then, you know, a couple of different, I would call them studios, except that's a very generous word for, for where we were shooting them. Um, they were facilities that were not Kevin's house, but they were also like the corner of a room with a green screen and a TV set up. Um, and then back in Kevin's house, but it had never been in front of an audience, you know, other, other than like we would occasionally take the show on the road and we would do like Detroit, Indianapolis and, and Arizona and, and San Diego a couple of times. But to have like a Vegas residency at a nerd bar, right? Like we would just roll in every Tuesday night and talk about this shit, right? And just the idea of, A, there being an audience for two old men talking about stuff that they love um, always surprised me. Um, The fact that people would buy tickets to watch us stand there and talk about stuff that we love for sometimes like three hours. Like that's a long ass night. If you <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, we'll just go to dinner and then we'll go see this thing. And it starts at eight and we'll be done by whenever. And midnight can roll around. And we're still talking about like the fucking Joker. <laughs> Take <laughs> um, me.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Let's go. Immediately. Like, Come I mean it's, it's like it's, it's as if you're enticing us. It's not turning us away. Yeah.
6: Do not That's threaten a them with a good time. Right. It's always That's hilarious it. to me though to see like the guys who convince their girlfriends that like, no, this will be fun. <laughs> It'll be cool. It's oh. a bar. And then it's like 1130 and we're still standing there talking. And they're like, I've done drinking. I've eaten all I can eat. I'm tired of this and these chuckleheads and I got to go to work in the morning. This is a Tuesday night. Watching breakups happen is uh is is (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: Wow. Look, I, I've been married to my
1: wife going on 20 years this this month and it was a moment where I went to go pick up my pool list and she, I said, I'll be, I'm going in I'm coming right back out. One hour later, uh, (laughs) I come out and she's in the car and the windows were up because you know she didn't want the air on her face, but she's sweating. And I'm like, slowly get into the car. <laughs> it's still air. Contact
5: didn't at work. All.
1: Didn't work. Didn't work. She was like, "Why is it so hot?" I'm like, "Oh no, it just because you're sitting in the sun. You're just sitting in the sun." She was like, "What time is it?" Oh, that clock ain't on the on the on the car ain't right.
6: <laughs> yeah, significant others of of nerds do it's like combat pay. <laughs> if, you to for this, if this was not a life you bargained for, if you didn't do the training or the reading, it's it's, it's rough to just hop in the saddle.
3: I feel like that's only if you are not married to a nerd.
6: Exactly. Like if you are if you are not married, if you're just a normal person who marries a nerd, there's a whole level of matriculation you have to do to realize <laughs> that. Oh man, this is going to be my life now. <laughs> <All right.
2: laughs> it's a severe vetting process that you need to yeah. go through.
6: Con-
1: that, I mean, part, that part conversion conversion is a here. totally different thing I'm, I'm just like Yo. i was i was adopting steve urkel tactics at that point i'm just like mm.
6: <laughs> well she's like it was this. not fun <laughs> some of the some of our lives are going to be separate and that's fine <laughs> like you go do your thing i'm gonna go do my thing these things shall never meet because yeah. if they do nobody's gonna be happy
1: It's they literally was like, Chris, you coming to Dragon Con? No, that's around my anniversary. You you can you can kind of tell the wife, I'm like, oh no, unless y'all want to see me alive the following year. That's not the work.
6: Yeah. It's like, hey, you gonna be in Dragon Con? No, I'd like to stay married.
1: (laughs) I'll watch from afar. Oh, I did this okay. for you, for us. <laughs> you <know, like, laughs> <laughs> so your book, The Messenger, The Legend of Muhammad Ali, let's talk about that. This mm. looks interesting. I've seen the interiors of this thing. And let's talk about it. Like, when did you want to start writing about this story?
0: Who, number um, one,
1: you know Muhammad Ali has a fantastic life to begin with.
6: Yeah, <laughs> anyway. man, I uh, I didn't. <laughs>
5: uh,
6: like I, I literally, the, the editor who who I worked with at first second a woman named Callista Brill, like called me. She was like, "Hey, so I have this thing, and I'm looking for a, It was it was very Liam Neeson, right? It's very like I'm looking for someone with a very specific set of skills. Like I want somebody who's a journalist and knows how to do research. I want somebody who knows how to write comic books, and I want somebody who knows and likes sports. And it would not hurt if this was a person of color. And I'm pretty sure you might be the only person who checks all of those boxes.
3: Please, that is dope. Please, yeah,
6: please tell me
5: please.
6: if you have an interest in uh in Muhammad Ali. And uh, and and I again I was a kid born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, and I knew who he was, but was not I was not a fan when he was great. I was a fan when he was, like, losing fights, when he was kind of getting beat up, when he, you know, the Parkinson's started to seep in. But, like, I knew some stuff, you know? Like, I, 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 I heard about the the Supreme Court case. I knew about the lighting the torch in Atlanta. Like, there was there was a knowledge but not an in-depth expertise in Muhammad Ali. But, like, all right, like, let's dig into it. And the more I started to dig, the more it was abundantly clear that, yes, there's a 100% a story that needs to be told. And B, I'm deathly afraid of it because it's too fucking big. Like that life is massive. That life. I mean, even if all you wanted to do was cover him as a boxer, that life is massive. And then there's another 40 years where he's not in the ring, still fighting for stuff. Like it took me a year of just looking at it and being afraid of it before I figured out kind of a way into it that would let me retain some sanity and some humility and some Some hope of being able to portray that life with something resembling skill and empathy.
1: That's what's up. I mean, I'm like yourself. I was born in late '70s, and I've just just being a fan of what he did. Like prior, even before that, didn't even know. Just seeing seeing things he did, and I'm like, yo, this dude was a beast in and out the ring, you know. And he told it like it was, and I'm like he's probably the biggest shit talker, but can back it up I've ever seen.
6: Yeah, you know, and like he was famous at a time when fame was real and Mm. he was able to, I remember I interviewed um, Lin-Manuel Miranda um, before Moana came out for the LA Times. And I remember asking him, I was like, "How? why are you good at being famous? Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't, you kind of don't have to be. You could be an asshole if you wanted to be, but you're not. And like, how, who, what was the playbook you were following for figuring out how to be a person on the internet, how to be a person who does press, how to be a person who knows how to handle and navigate this level of awareness? There was no playbook for Muhammad Ali to be that famous. Like the Beatles wanted a picture with him, yeah. not the other way around. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But that's what fame is. It's he could not walk across the street in, in Harlem without stopping traffic. Like it's a level of fame that we don't really understand anymore. Um, and he like barely had a high school degree. Like they they graduated him because they realized that he eventually is gonna become a world <laughs> champion and they didn't want to be the high school that didn't give him a degree. <laughs> it was very much the sort of athlete track of like just 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 get him out. Of- <laughs> right. We, we don't want to be
1: the bad guys behind this. We don't just-
2: send <laughs> them. Whatever he does after this is all on him. Please, please. It's all on
6: him. Like all, like we don't want to be the ones who held him back because we know that he's going to make something out of himself. Yeah. And so, but so for him to understand the ways to work the media, to work an audience, to to devote himself to the skill and the craft and the and the and the sweet science of boxing, but also know how to give interviews and know how to dazzle people and know how to 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 disarm people with wit and with joy and with braggadocio. and yeah, I mean, it's only bragging if you can't back it up. And he could, if anybody could back it up, it was him. But figuring out how to write about that, how to find a way to encapsulate all that, um, took a while. It took, it took, uh, it took, like I said, about a year before I figured out. And it was seeing the movie Steve Jobs, the, oh, wow. the Aaron Sorkin script, the Danny Boyle directed Steve Jobs with uh, Michael Fassbender. Which, if you're if you haven't seen it, it's three product launches. Um, And each product launch is used to kind of illuminate an element of Steve Jobs' life and his progress and his relationships and his incapacities and his genius and all of that stuff. So I'm like, well, let's, let's pick 10 rounds. And each round will be a moment in his life and use those moments to explain who he was and what he meant to other people, what he meant to the world, what he meant to himself, the fights that he had to fight, both in the ring with Sonny Liston and George Foreman and as well as the Supreme court who wanted to, you know, send him to jail for not any stepping forward in the draft with Parkinson's, with negotiating for the release of hostages from Saddam Hussein in the early nineties, like mm-hmm. stuff that I had no idea that he did, you know, <laughs> as well as stuff that was like, Oh yeah, no, I remember the rumble in the jungle. Sure. Everybody. Remembers the rumble. <laughs> yeah, right. the rope-a-dope. Like we got all that, but like, what are the fights we didn't know that he had to fight? you know and the ones that were quiet the ones that he kept to himself the ones that that eventually would yield and create this man who could hoist the olympic torch even though his hands couldn't hold it you know like by will and will alone does he get that done and and finding a way into that and finding a way to portray that was the challenge of message I mean, he was definitely a
1: force to be reckoned with. When he uh, appears at a Mike Tyson match and he whispers in Mike's ear, Getting for me, and Mike does just that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's just, it's when champ tells you to do something, you do it.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, just like, it's a totally different move. Like he he whispered in his ear, got in the ring, whispered in his ear, Getting for me.
5: That yeah, sounds her. like a hit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> he was like, and this is Mike Tyson we're talking about. He was just getting; he was in his prime. Like it was, if it was anybody he respected, it was customado and Ali. And mm-hmm. he sat there and he like, he got him.
5: <laughs>
1: and then and proceeded to tell Ali, he was like, "Yeah, you could beat me in the fight, Mike. You're being humble, but
5: <laughs>
1: you might be right too." Uh, <laughs> you have worked on probably one of my i know it's one of my favorite series and that's the authority and that was around oh nine i think it was mm-hmm. how do you feel knowing that james gunn is trying to adapt the authority into this into
6: his new dcu i mean i am so happy because the authority the authority was the comic book that got me reading comic books again you know, like, I, I I was that comic book reader as a kid. Like, Secret Wars was my big Marvel um, entry point because what it was designed to do, right? It was designed to, like, look, here's everybody. In 12 issues, it's, a, it's the Vegas sampler buffet yeah. of the Marvel universe. Like, just take a bite of everything and then go back and buy the books or the characters that you like the most. And it did exactly that. Like, I, I became an X-Men fan and a Spider-Man fan um and then a couple of little characters on the margins like I, I was I was a Punisher fan um you know blade did not figure nearly as as, as big in secret Wars as he should have um but uh but and so I, I I collected all throughout the 80s and then like graduated from high school went to college it got expensive uh, I, I was I was hiding my nerd light a little bit and just kind of dropped out of that game. And it wasn't until I kind of clawed my way back in in like 95, 96 that I encountered the Authority. And I was like, what is this? Like, why does this feel so big? Why does this feel so much fun? Um, and I didn't know about the Stormwatch stuff that came before. I just encountered the Authority and fell in love with it. And that led me into like Wildstorm, and that led me back into DC, and that led me to follow Warren Ellis. Which then led me to the indie stuff and the image, and it it became the kind of gift that kept on giving, and I became like you know Brian Hitch fan, which led me to the Ultimates, and you know (laughs) so all of that became my my sort of keystone back into comics, and so when I got a chance to write the Authority, I was like oh you got to be kidding me, I get to like this is the thing that you know thank you thank you very much, and I get to create a new uh, century baby this is amazing thank you. and so the fact that James Gunn loves the authority as much as I do, the fact that he sees um, the the capacity for it, the potential in it, um, it it is one of the things out of that first wave of announcements where it's like, all right, all right, Jim Gunn,
5: right, let's,
6: let's see what we're about, you know. I, I I think I think we might be in good hands because um, because you could have picked. Any one of 5,000 characters to say this is part of our first phase, and the fact that the authority gets name checked from the jump. Yeah, I, I'm
1: just watching watching what his work did with uh with Guardians, and people he switches over to DC after he's done with volume three. Still a teal jerker, still have not forgiven you for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was well, it was well done. Uh, but he's when he mentions. Uh, creature Commandos, and then he mentions the Authority. I'm like, oh, we're fine. We're gonna be fine. Like, yeah. if he can do anything, it's the Obscure and and bring and make you care.
6: And the great part about the Obscure is that the there is no pressure, really, to be faithful. You know what I mean? Like, if I don't know who was reading Guardians before Guardians One came out, but if as long as you had Rocket and Groot. You know what I mean? Like what are you going to complain about? There's probably going to be a Peter Quill cuz there's always going to be a white guy at the center of one of those teams. So you're fine. <laughs> like everything else is kind of up for grabs. Like there is no text that that anybody's going to be like, "Oh, I'm I'm mad that you didn't have that bit. I'm mad that the crime alley was in the suburbs and not in the city. Like I'm mad that you changed the architecture of Star City or whatever. Like none of that exists. In, right. in, in Guardians, it was a blank slate for better or worse. And so, as much as I know some shit about the Authority, nobody else does but us. <laughs> you know, so nobody's going to be like, "Oh, listen, Krypton." Let me tell you about Krypton. Let me tell you what I know about Krypton—the nineteen <laughs> ways that Kryptonite can manifest thanks to the explosion of that star. But like, <laughs> we all know too much. Right. Except for the stuff on the margins, which then gives you the chances to like innovate and, and customize and, and optimize for a new audience.
1: I think that's why the Suicide Squad was, in my opinion, a hit, because I was putting bets on who would die. Uh, <laughs> Captain Boomerang was not on that list. I will say <laughs> I did not see Boomer biting it. I'm like, of all the people... And Nathan Fillion. I didn't. I was like, Nathan I'm like, it's Nathan no. I'm like I
6: didn't. "Who's going to kill Nathan Fillion?" Big Jim Gunn.
1: You're like <laughs> Jim like, like yeah,
6: it's,
1: it's like everyone's favorite Captain. It was just like.
6: I've decided that that James Gunn's new name is Jim Gunn, and he's like a uh, uh, black exploitation. He was the white dude in the black exploitation movies. <laughs> I mean, Chuck Trump- <laughs> Turner.
3: Oh, (laughs) you can't unsee that now,
6: right? Like, what James, you're not a James man, you're Jim Gunn, just lean into it.
2: Shaft's shots. What is chaff's sidekick?
6: Um, When Shaft went to Africa, like he's the guy who met him at the docks, (laughs) he's also the guy who
3: would shoot first, too. So,
6: right, (laughs) 100%. Jim, would you it
1: down? I got all these guns. (laughs) (laughs) We was just we were just here to have a beer. There's nobody to fight. (laughs) 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 Oh man. So you just received a Gen Con award. Congratulations again on your short film Splinter. Thank you. I what is Splinter about? I am so I've been hearing about it. I heard about it on Fat Man Beyond. And then I just seen the, the post you put up yesterday and I'm like, oh, he's won an award. Oh, this is, this thing gotta be good. You know, it, it got a great reception on SDCC. Uh, and now you got this award. Let's talk about Splinter.
6: Uh, Splinter was, it started as an idea for a Twilight Zone episode. It started as an idea. I was Kevin as Things happen to Kevin because things happen to Kevin in ways that they don't happen to other normal people, and so Kevin's like, "Hey, uh, I got a, my agent got a call from Monkey Paw. They wanted to know if I wanted to direct, write, and write an episode of The Twilight Zone." And uh, and so Kevin's like, "Do you want to work on an episode of The Twilight Zone?" And, and as I have made it a, a habit, when Kevin asks me if I want to do a thing, I say yes, <laughs> because it has always worked out for me to say yes. There's no benefit to no. <laughs> um, our entire relationship is him being like, hey, do you want to do this? And I say, yes. And suddenly there's a podcast, something we're doing out of a bar. Suddenly we're, we're doing like, hey, do you want to write an episode of Master of the Universe? Yeah, man, happy to. Hey, do you want to write this? Yeah, sure. Th- this will be fun. So, hey, do you want to do a Twilight Zone episode? I said, fuck yeah, I want to do a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet, but I'll do it. And so I was flying from Vancouver back to L.A., and thinking about well, all right, what what do they what do Twilight Zone always do? There's always an episode on a plane, and there's always an episode with a creepy kid who does creepy kid shit. I'm like, what if that's the same story? What if it's a story about a ten-year-old boy who is a prisoner on this plane? He's the only passenger. the The rest of the crew exists to service his needs, um, because if he lands on the ground, chaos ensues. He's a splinter in the world, and the minute his foot touches the earth, rage Violence, hatred, just the it's a zombie outbreak. Every time he lands, just by people wanting to kill each other. So he's always kept in this plane that never lands. And so the short is about the day shit goes wrong on this plane, and is forced to land. Um, it's 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 wildly ambitious for a short, um, uh, and, and stupidly so. <laughs> you know, like suddenly now we need a plane. Okay, where are we going to get a plane? Oh, and suddenly I need a 10 year old white kid. Oh, shit. Like, I can't just run around looking for 10 year old white kids. But- <laughs>
1: That's a black <weapon. laughs> man.
6: The episode it's, of
1: Blackish all over again.
6: Yeah. <laughs> just like, dear internet, I'm looking
4: for... Old,
2: <laughs> Please don't cancel me now. <laughs> yeah. Do not
4: call Chris Black Anthony. is going to pop. Like, in the internet
1: for a little yeah. white boy, it's
6: wild. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, white boys. You're awesome. looking time. for a 10-year-old. <laughs>
2: oh, my I'm not. um
6: so uh, and I should have done the thing that every other person I know has made assured has done, which is like, ah, it's two people in a hotel room. Ah, it's a little road trip between two people in like a in, in a convertible. What are they gonna do? They're gonna learn some stuff about each other. Great. Um, I didn't do that. <laughs> so uh we had to we had to crowdfund to raise money to afford uh, a filming location where they had planes. I had to cast everybody that I knew um thankfully some of them were actors um but uh and and count on the kindness of strangers to direct me to white boys who might want to be in a short film
3: <laughs> i'm so glad that ended up good for
1: you <laughs>
6: you know there's a dozen ways it could have ended up bad
1: that's a fact <laughs> if, that's, if that was not a clip just right there
6: oh you know my God. i could have ended up mirandized somewhere just you know in holding cell, not, not not being Miranda. It's just what did you do? Where's it's that Sorry, this, of...
2: this is this is minute forty four yes. to forty nine.
6: Yes. Okay. You luckily, it. I found a wonderful ten year old white boy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm gonna stop. <laughs>
6: Who was terrific. Um, <laughs> incredibly talented, like just naturally gifted and, and was ready to... Eat. Everybody came to play. um Let's see. Yatide Badaki is the lead. uh Trisha Helfer is in it. Yvette Nicole Brown is in it. Tiffany Smith is in it.
2: Shut up.
1: <clears throat> That's too
2: many. That's too many. That's too That's many. It. <laughs> First humanity. he
1: mentions one goddess then goes off to say Yvette Nicole what? Brown. And I'm like, she's from... East Cleveland. I'm here, and I'm just like, <laughs>
6: right? Yeah, man. no. Is that if that was a? She's a trooper, man. She just was like, hey, I, I'm happy to be in here. What do you need? It's like, I, really, I just need you for like a day, event. It's like, that's tell me dope. what day, and I'll be there. And I was like, okay, well, I'll have, I'll, have, we'll send over a contract, she's like, I don't want any money. Put whatever money you're going to pay me back into the movie. It's like, I'll just be there to be there. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, damn, that Like, yes. all right, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's I a real
1: I had to I buy a little you. white boy dinner. At least let me buy you dinner.
6: <laughs> let me buy you a drink,
1: Yvette. <laughs> and
6: nobody wow. wants to get Yvette drunk.
5: <laughs>
6: it's the most adorable thing, though. She <laughs> falls asleep. She loves- <laughs> One drink, she tells everybody that she loves them, and then she falls asleep. Oh. <laughs> She's an affectionate <laughs> drunk. It's, affectionate. It's, it's the best, you know. It's always like every time we're at brunch and Yvette, you know, she'll like, I love everybody. Who's got a shoulder? She's like, all right, Yvette. She'll to half an hour and then go home.
3: Oh, my God. She's not going to like you talking about this.
6: You know, we got to
3: get her on. Yeah, we got to hear her, her side, side of the story. Yeah, get
6: her side of the story. Oh, my
1: She's God. She's
6: a phenomenal storyteller. Um, so yeah, that's the short. And we've been touring it at festivals since uh, since uh, February, I think, of this year. Um, we're coming to the end of our of our festival run. I think we've got three or four more that we're submitted to in the fall, and then uh, the sort of early winter of next year. And then we'll see what happens, um, if and when. Well, it better be a when and not an if. Um, the the strike with the Writers Guild and SAG against the uh, the lights of motion picture and television. Wine is melatonin. Everybody, <laughs> wine is melatonin. Um, the strike against the uh, Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers ends. Then hopefully, I can pitch this as a proof of concept for a feature or a mini series or something like that. Which I won't even say was always the plan, but is now the plan. No, dude,
2: no, that's got to be. That's got to be. That's, it, just reading that's the description for the movie by itself. I was like, I need this like immediately. Uh, the, the story whore, absolutely. I I will take it any way I can get it as long as it's good. I I need to see this a lot. Um, yeah, very yeah. intriguing. Concept.
6: Thank you. And I, I think we're, we're. I've I've been advised not to do this, but I also don't listen to much advice. Um, put it up on the internet for free um, when we're done with our festival run. Just like,
2: mm-hmm. don't you do that?
6: That's the same advice I got. Where? where are
1: you? <laughs> over over <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, okay,
5: yeah.
6: Over
1: there, right <laughs> at
5: the top this, over there yeah, yeah. Um, oh go ahead
2: here. one please don't release that for free at least charge a dollar um <laughs> <laughs> at least if you're going to do something that's worldwide potential just charge a dollar um i i i that's it yeah no that <laughs> that is not a free thing that that just based <laughs> on the premise alone and me Real, Just me knowing all of the work that you have done, me being surprised when I look at the writers for it and seeing that it's you consistently, you can't do that. <laughs> you cannot do that, sir. Absolutely Fair not. I, I apologize. I, I, <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate, I'm sorry to mess up y'all's Sunday plans or whatever money y'all was going to use, but this should go towards that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> we will take it under advisement. that was the
3: nicest no I ever heard
6: (laughs) oh no no we'll take a look at that you
1: have been in both houses of sci-fi Star Trek and Star Wars Um, Mm. and, and for the people that's listening and watching out there there's really no real competition between the two houses I don't know who made up that thing is just you like one, you like the other, or you like both. It's just what yep. it is. When you get older, you realize that you're not really a Jedi. You might be a gray Jedi at best. Uh, you know, <laughs> like you realize, wearing red shirts on on any kind of ship in, in Star Trek may not fare well for you, uh, <laughs> unless you work in the engine room. Then you may you may be safe. <laughs> but <laughs> here, our very own one of our sponsors. Uh, Trey he says uh, any chances he's playing on a screen in then near near me he says near
6: him. he's in Texas, he's in Texas so um, well, one of the festivals that we're still uh, waiting to hear back from is the Austin Film Festival. so it is entirely possible um, that you could see it on a screen near you. Mm.
1: Oh, Kimono oh, the- oh, right. uh, so <laughs> says. Will you be screening at NYCC?
2: Hi
6: George uh, I'm waiting I'm waiting to hear back from them as well. like I, I, I put in for a panel. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I have no juice at NYCC, so what? Yeah, oh, no, it, is, it is amazing how quickly people forget. I um, think we need to get on that. What do you think, Lady I Mandalore? Was,
2: I'm, listen, I'm like across town. I'm. I'll have a conversation real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me go find somebody real quick for you.
6: Yeah, I'm going to bring this here pipe wrench, and we're going to have a conversation.
2: Yeah. Hey. I, I have no. Where's my bottle? The New York way,
3: that's what
1: that sounds like Absolutely not Oh my god So working in We'll start with Star Trek We'll just start Star Trek first Mm -hmm. You were the supervising producer, correct, on Picard?
6: On season two of Picard,
1: yes How was it being In the room with legends like that? Someone uh, of of a crew That definitely had an impact during the 90s in the early
6: 2000s i mean next generation was my star trek um like i watched the classic series because it was on when i was a kid and my dad was a fan um you know everybody's got a certain amount of love for for kirk and spock and bones and then that crew but by the time i got around it was more about the movies than it was the tv shows and there's only but so many movies and half of them are not good um, mm-hmm. And so I was a next-gen kid, no. you know, and so getting, getting to write Interior Enterprise Bridge, Jean-Luc Picard walks, like, it's, it's bananas just to, to be in that position and to get to write those words and to, get to, to, to imagine that at some point somebody's going to do that, right? Somebody's going to build that. Somebody's going to put that man in that uniform and make him do that. Um, it was surreal. which is really the only way to describe it. Um, Star Trek is a weird one in that Star Trek, there are so many different versions of Star Trek that everybody has their favorite of of all the legacy medias, right? There's nine different versions of it you could have loved. Classic, movies, animated, next gen, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, disco. Like (laughs) all of it is kind of there for you. And so finding a way to get everybody on the same page on what kind of Star Trek you're going to make um it can be challenging um you know I, I feel like we we got there on season two which then led to the glory and the wonder that was season three season three of, of star trek Picard is one of my favorite seasons of tv ever um because it gives an audience exactly what they showed up for um and and if you're making season three of a show like star trek Picard, your job is fan service your job is to give people what they wanted in ways they didn't expect they were going to get it, right? Like it's not just a layup of here's what I want. It's no, we know what you want because we all want it. But now how can we make you wait for it? How can we subvert it? And how can we deliver it in a way that you didn't see it coming? You know, and and God bless them. Like Terry metallis and that crew on season three did exactly that. You know, and I literally, I texted. It was like, motherfucker, you made me cry. Me. <laughs> like I should have seen it coming, and I didn't. And you motherfuckers made me cry. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, it's it's a different relationship I have with that than I have in Star Wars. Like, Star Wars was like mother's milk for me. Like, like A New Hope was the first movie I ever saw, and so. You know, getting to getting to dip even the littlest toe in the in the in a galaxy far far away is is it's not even surreal anymore. It becomes like I'm 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 dipping back into my own operating oh. code, <laughs> <I'm discovering, laughs> like, oh man, we can just we can tweak the fuel efficiency in this. We can make it <laughs> better, faster, stronger just by letting them write Darth Vader. <laughs> we can release years of trauma.
1: <laughs> it's it's funny because you know. I myself was exposed to Star Wars as a child first. Mm-hmm. And then my grandmother says, oh, Star Wars is on TV? on TV," And I'm like, it is? Yeah. You know? And, and my, at the time, I was, what, five? and Four or five? And I'm just like, mm, that's kind of weird. And even then, my young fresh mind knew that the, the schematics of a movie being in a the theater <laughs> and on t- television didn't make sense until I was exposed, it was Star Trek, mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. and because I'm looking for Luke, I'm looking for Leia, Chewie, Han, any of them, and I'm like, I went a whole hour seeing none of them, <laughs> none of them. I'm like, this isn't Star Wars. And was like, Well, I seen Star. And,
6: yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a kid. I'm just
1: like, this isn't Star Wars, Grandma.
6: It was yeah. like, Shut up and like, she, it. it's what she we said have.
1: Star. It's she said, Yeah, we got Star Wars at home is what is. <laughs> so when you grow up seeing that world and especially hearing things about darth vader reading about how how much of a badass his character is and then rogue one comes out and people say i didn't know and then you have the hardcore fan saying we told you we told you <laughs> he was he was he was that guy and here mm-hmm. uh, you wrote red, white, and uh, uh, was it red, white, and black?
2: Black, yeah. And, black,
1: white, and red. yeah, black, white, and red. And that was just this year. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that
6: was that came out uh, three months ago, I think. Yeah. Two months ago, maybe. That was fun. The, the 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 craziest part though about working with Lucasfilm is they have very specific ideas about everything related to Star Wars, but where they decide to to draw the lines, I'm like, hey. Uh, can Darth Vader do this? They're like, no, he can't do that. I'm like, really? There's a thing that Vader can't do? They're like, yeah, yeah, he can do that. Kylo Ren can do that, but Vader can't do that. But Vader could do this, which looks cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks dope. Let's do that. Like, it was his control over the Force, because Mm -hmm. he was, much like Luke, an imperfect student, you know, who had dodgy teachers. (laughs) So... don't
1: I, I thought it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: And so like his his control, his power over the force is not precise. Like it's massive, it's strong, but it's not like he's not breaking eggs with the force. He's mm-hmm. breaking ships in half. And mm-hmm. so the ways in which it manifests with him, I was like, oh, all right, I can't, I can do this, but I can't do that. Okay. Thank you very much. Like just what what they would tell us. And I'm working on another thing in the, uh, in the in the Star Wars camp that I can't talk very much about. Um, but it's a similar conversation of like, no, he can do X, he can do Y. Uh, she can't do this, she can do this. Um, this is not how a lightsaber works. This, you, It's the things that they tell you you can play with. And then you just gotta find ways to make your own story work within that set of, of, of restrictions i for it. Sarah is waiting for it. Go oh. for it, it Lady Go, go for, it. for it. It's there. Wait,
2: she's, are you done? Wait, are you done writing it? Just let me know that. Are you done?
6: I am not done writing it yet.
2: Okay, all right. I'm good. That's that's it. That's all I want to know. That's it. Let's I'm go. good.
6: Okay. <laughs> Please let us know. She
1: would be to buying it before I bought it. <laughs> she's like, yeah. and, oh and when send. I can
6: talk about it, I will stand on the top of every mountain on the hood of every car. Shout and we will listen.
1: We
5: will.
2: Listen. I will be on that new call. I and I'm gonna get on digital. Send me the
1: invitations. <laughs> you, I, I, I've mentioned that you've worked on very carnival role. My wife, my wife loves carnival Row. She's always
6: like fairy sex. Yeah. The fay are a thing, man. The fair thing. <laughs> no king Like what you like. <laughs> hey, I, I don't judge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, uh, Castle Rock, Treadstone. You work on numerous shows. You've been, this is what I mean by well-rounded. My guy worked at Hollywood Reporter and then he worked at Playboy. <laughs> yes. That's the hell of a balance.
5: There are, there are articles. <laughs> From I, what I've been told. I mean, I know
6: that. <laughs> I spent a year and a half trying to remind people that we wrote good articles. That was like half of my job was like going into publicists and convincing them. It's like, I swear to God, I just want to interview your client. I, there's, there's no. We took all the nipples out. Like it's, it's just, it's just a magazine now. It's just a website. Nobody's paying extra for it. <laughs> and like it kind of worked for a little bit, you know. And half of it was like, "Hey, is coming out. Can I please interview? Can I please interview Ava DuVernay?" And they were like, "Well, I don't know, Playboy." <laughs> and so like I hit Ava on Twitter because I used to work with Ava at Entertainment Weekly when she was a publicist and so like say so, hey Ava I'm doing this thing so like alright I'll tell them it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell them it's cool thank god for the connection
3: <laughs> that's, that,
1: that's dope
6: if you, if you work in the business long enough everything comes around
1: <laughs> <laughs> like hey my name is Chris Fury I work for Playboy Oh, you're one of the dirty... No, like, no, 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 no. It's not It's, it's not like that at all. Uh, I,
2: I yeah. used to be a janitor. used <laughs> to be a janitor.
6: <laughs> yeah. I remember taking my son into the offices. He's like, Daddy, why are there so many naked ladies on the wall?
5: <laughs> How old
2: is he? Like, he? He was- pays the bills, son. He pays the bills.
6: 13, maybe?
1: 12, 13? <laughs> Oh, he was, at, he was at the prime. He was at the prime's point.
3: Bro, I'm sure he was the most popular kid ever when he was like, yo, this is what my dad does. Oh, this is what I saw at my dad's um, building.
6: Yeah. like He was just very excited that there was a pool table that he could play pool with. Never the mind that, like, that he's playing pool with playmates. <laughs>
4: Dad, I heard it's take your kids
1: to, to school week.
6: I that, I heard it's take your yeah. kids' friends to school day.
1: <laughs> that part. Like, why is half your class at my front door? We. I know.
6: And then I get the call from all these parents being like, "Oh yeah, me."
1: What? It's, it's mostly the moms. <laughs> Meanwhile, you the dads be right? like, "So, uh, show me around the job. When you all tell <laughs> me?" <laughs> They're helping Mark chaperone. chaperone
2: waiting to come over like honey i'm taking
1: a, i'm taking a couple of days off from the job yeah mark's got all these kids we're just gonna you know kind of help shuttle them in there and kind of show them out don't ask yeah. why we came home after after six uh <laughs> in the morning in the morning <laughs> oh my god so well, this is what I mean by being well-rounded. Like, you have been in just about every aspect, or corner of the, the nerd space, you know. And you're very, like I said, you're very humble about it, you know. And I listen to you talk, whether it's here or Fat Man Beyond, and when you describe things, you don't just describe them. You go through the character breakdown as to why, you know. You're a writer's writer is is the best way to put it, you know. You can break down a character... The reason why they're doing it, the why why they're doing this, who they're doing this with and why they're doing that. You know, you do a complete breakdown and it makes so much sense. And I'm you know, not everybody can understand how to break a character's uh purpose down, whether it's in a, a show, a movie, or a book.
6: Well, I mean, I I I guess I, I come from it, I come to it from a almost entirely self-taught background. Like I I don't have a film degree. I I never really took a writing class. Um, It was, you know, it was was the era of, hey, I could rent all these movies that I like. And then I could go to like Washington Square Park and find the guy who's selling screenplays for like a dollar, you know, for two or $3. And I buy photocopies of the scripts of the movies that I love. And then I'll watch the movie, and I'll read the script, and like, all right, how did they do that? That's what this is. This is what that is. Right, this scene looks like that on the on the screen. This on the screen is how you write that. This is how you tell people what you want it to look like if that's what you want it to be. And it's. I, I remember my dad had a had a mechanic, who uh, who should not have been a mechanic. Like he was like <laughs> the Doc Brown of mechanics. <laughs> um, who similarly never went to Apex Tech, never got the tools, but still could take apart an engine. And he would just say, take it apart and put it back together again. That's how you're going to learn how to do this. You'll have all of the pieces. You see how they were put together in one place. You see the one that's not working right. You replace it. So that's just what I did with movies and TV shows that I liked. I started just taking them apart and saying, all right, well, if this is what this, this is how you write this, this is this is how it got me to feel the way I feel. and And story, is entirely about emotion it's entirely about how do i how do they make me feel how do they manipulate me into a giving a shit and be either crying at the end of this or laughing at the end of this or cheering at the end of this it's there's a there's a pattern there's a blueprint for getting people to do this how do you write that blueprint how do you discover what that is and so every time i see something you know i'm always in the process of trying to diagnose it like What is it doing that's well? What is it doing well? And then what isn't it doing well? Why am I not having the emotional response that I think they want me to have? Or better for me, better for everybody is, how did they make me feel so deeply about this? Why am I in tears as Miles Morales jives backwards off of a building? Like, why does that work Mm. in a way that other examples of superhero origin stories don't work? Mm. Why, Why am I caring more about this than I am about other things? I mean, you know that's
2: awesome. um, What? You know. Oh, I'm sorry, I got allergies. <laughs> it's the
5: allergies. It's the lies. It's, it's the both. lies.
1: <laughs> it's all the lies. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Trey over Apr TV he says for our podcasters, how did you join Fat Man Beyond, and uh, can you explain to the panel why George Clooney is the best Bruce Wayne?
6: <laughs> Um, All right. I'm not sure I can do the latter, but I can can easily do the former. Um, I had met Kevin as a journalist. I had interviewed him a couple of times for Entertainment Weekly. And one of those times, it was a filmography. And this was somehow a point in Kevin's life where he didn't want to talk on the phone. And so it was like, hey, um, can we do this over instant message? And I said, sure. Here's my handle on AOL. That's how long ago this was. (laughs) Um, my AOL fucking screen name, and he would just pop up on my IM, and we did this interview, It was like, great, I don't have to transcribe, you can type, and everybody wins. And then he would just pop up on my IM every now and again, like every couple of weeks he'd just be like, yo, do I use a semicolon or a comma here? And I'm like, I don't fucking know, nobody knows, how about a semicolon? would <laughs> <laughs> be like, alright, dope, this is you right. thank you. He'd be like, hey, did you see the Hulk? He's like, yeah. That was weird, right? Yeah, it was very weird. And so then it was, um hey I'm going to be back in Jersey. I have a poker game in my comic book store. Do you play poker? And I lied and said yes. <laughs> because like I whatever. see a theme here. Uh <laughs> yeah, like I've I've seen rounders so I can probably think my way through poker. Um and so I went and lost money because that's what you should always do to rich people is lose money. <laughs> and uh Yeah, do not take money from rich people. Ironically, they're shittier about it than it is taking money from a poor person. (laughs) Um, And so, like, we just kind of start to hang out in the way that nerds hang out, which is, you know, fucking just stand outside the car outside of a movie and talk about the movie we just saw for, like, two and a half hours until the security guards kick us out of the parking lot. Um, That's just kind of what our relationship began as. And he's like, hey, I do a podcast with my wife um, called Plus One. Plus One and I was going to be in L.A. I was like, working on Alpha's at the time. So I was like, I'll be in L.A. He's like, you should come on the podcast. So I came on the podcast. Oh, that was fun. Awesome. Hey, yeah, hey, I do this other it. podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I do this other podcast about Batman. Um, think of your 10 favorite Batman stories and then come on, on Fat Man on Batman. We'll talk about it. And then he was like, no, no, no. Scratch that. Let's do a commentary track for the Dark Knight Returns animated movie. With Peter Weller as Batman, I was like, "All right, that's dope. I'll do that." He's like, "We should do. That's fun. We should do all of the Batman movies as commentary tracks." I was like, "All right, sure, whatever you want, man." And so we did all of them up until Batman Begins, and it was like, "I'm tired now." Um, <laughs> I like doing the podcast because doing a commentary track takes work. Like, I gotta watch it. He's gotta watch it. I gotta watch it like three times and take notes on shit. Like, it becomes this research thing, and you know, it's a lot. She was like, we should just like, we'll we'll just do it. Just come on the podcast and we'll just talk about Batman shit. You still have that top 10 list? I still have that top 10 list. And then it was, hey, um, do you want to be the co-host of this? I was like, what do I have to do? It was like, nothing. Just, you know, show up every week. Okay. And then we started filtering news into it. It became like sort of this pop culture news thing, less about Batman and more about everything. And then he's like, hey, this is cool. Um, should we put up a, do you mind if we put up cameras? It's like, hey, man, it's your house. Do whatever you want. He's like, hey, man, you want to go on the road? You want to do some, some shows in the road? I'm like, yeah, Kev, absolutely. He's like, hey, man, uh, producer JC just opened a bar. You want to do with the bar? Sure. Hey, man. Um, basically, it's every time he would say, hey, man, I would just say yes. Because it all worked out in my favor. Like, you know, hey, man, should we, <laughs> do you want to do this at Comic-Con? Sure. Hey man, do you want an episode of Master of the Universe? Yeah. Hey man, do you want to do Green Hornet with me? Sure, Kev. <laughs> Basically, it's again, that's that's that is my plan. If he says, Do you want to do X? I say yes. See. Uh
1: he also uh Trey also says uh he said it was real inspiring talking about the scripts and breakdowns. He said he's on page 150 trying to wrap up a third act of a screenplay. He needed to hear that.
6: Um, cut 20 pages. <laughs> yeah, unless unless you're literally doing Oppenheimer, you should not be <laughs> page 150 trying to wrap up your third act. Yeah. Um, unless it's like, hey, listen, you know the screenplay better than I do, but that's long. If it's a page a minute, 150 pages is a lot. So, hmm.
1: mm-hmm. figure but was it like a 90? They say between 90 to 120.
6: Give or take, you know, depends on the kind of movie. If it's a comedy, it shouldn't be longer than 90 pages, no matter what Judd Apatow says. Um, (laughs) A comedy can always be shorter, shorter is always funnier. Um, if you're doing a real drama, then like, yeah, 120 pages is good, but be be in that range, be in that zone. He says, Yeah, you need to cut 30 in the end. He's got it, he's got it, or you're gonna find you're gonna cut 15 at the beginning and then 15 at the end. So,
1: <laughs>
6: <sighs> so, yeah.
1: You've done, and I, and and by the way, I grew up on the original He Man and Masters of the Universe, but this latest version that you guys worked on for Netflix was amazing. And mm. the battle scene alone, which, and this is what I can appreciate because there's some comedy elements in it as well, like when he lands on the skyship that his mother is driving. He's like, "Oh, hey, mom," and I'm like, <laughs> in the midst of all this battle, it's just a, a literal mother and son conversation. Yeah, just drop me off over here. <laughs> so, but it does is it really did something, especially that last scene when he's basically tearing ass, and they're playing the music and the score is going, and I'm like, this hits different. You know, to see something like this, and, and I can't wait. And the voice cast don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Because we did a show based off that voice cast, and I'm just like, this is like the upper echelon. The minute they mentioned Mark Hamill, Skeletor, I'm like, oh shit! Oh, shit. So, yes. <laughs> Old.
2: What what time and where? Just just I'll be there.
1: <laughs>
6: right. The the That's only good. regret that I have of doing Masters of the Universe um, Revelation was that I didn't get to meet Mark Hamill like you know i wrote a couple skeletor scenes and i was like i'm gonna am going show up at the booth right like, i got a new new skywalker like let's go let's do it he's my joker let's go and then i discovered that like they didn't even tell me what i was recording i was like kevin, kevin
5: don't take well, yeah. this from me oh. <laughs> wow you owe me Yes.
3: <laughs> big time
5: in, yes.
1: perpetuity. in perpetuity forever and in ever thanks to yes. the contract oh, oh my god Dang. on on a bit of a serious note uh i know we're we're like over a hundred days for the strike
5: mm-hmm.
1: I know you pretty much can't go into too much detail because everything's it, it's kind of like an ever evolving thing but i think for the masses they under they're starting to understand like what's at stake, mm-hmm. what's, needed. you know, it's, you know, when I, I, have always seen over the years coming up, I've always seen and heard about actors and, and writers getting residuals and everything else. And it's only fair that, you know, now that we're in the age of streaming and movies do not stay in them theaters as long as they used to anymore, that, now you're you're navigating a whole different space. You know we've already seen that Marvel over at Marvel the VFX uh, special effects people have already created their own union. You know to kind of get things solidified. How does that landscape look right now? You know in the, in in least out west.
6: Um, well, I mean the, the the strike is ultimately it's about a number of things, but at its core, it's about writing and acting as careers that you can pursue that make it possible to pursue it right like it used to be and it's not about getting rich it has i mean it'd be great i'm not <laughs> gonna say no if somebody wants to make me rich but most of the people that i know who are working writers in hollywood are not rich people they are middle class people um most of the actors that i know are middle class people there's tom cruise and and you know Charlize Theron, and there's a handful of boldface names, you know, and then there's another 150,000 people who are just making it, trying to make a living. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's gotten harder and harder and harder to do that in the eighties and nineties. And even the, the early two thousands, if you wrote an episode of TV that was on the air that had commercials, like you would get residuals every time it would re-air and those residuals would diminish, but they would be enough. To be like oh hey great this will pay my rent for a couple of months oh hey this will pay my mortgage for a couple of months this will put you know food on the table shoes on the babies and maybe a little bit on the side to contribute to a college fund um you would working of 52 weeks a year even if you were on one tv if you were on la law mm-hmm. you worked 40 out of those 52 weeks and you got paid each one of those weeks that you worked. that was just the way it was and then things changed. Then streaming came in. Then instead of doing 22 episodes, we would do 13 episodes, 10 episodes, eight episodes. Instead of working for 40 weeks a year, you'd be working for 20 weeks on a show, 10 weeks on a show, still writing a lot, still generating a lot of material. But instead of having one job that lasted you a year, you'd have to get three jobs to make enough money. And three jobs are harder to get than one job. And so some people just weren't working as much, and weren't able to afford insurance and food and all of the things that you need in a city as expensive to live in as Los Angeles. The same thing for actors. And that changed because less episodes on TV, less opportunities to rerun those episodes, the streaming formulas were different. Like they weren't paying you per stream the way they used to pay you per airing. And so all of that backend money vanished, all of the incentives vanished. Like, and so it just became harder and harder and harder to make this a career that you could do without having to get another job on the side. And I don't mind working. You know, I, I, as lots of writers of color will tell you, we all have five jobs. We're all Jamaicans from Mad TV. Right?
1: <laughs> Good job I knew you were going there with it. I yeah. <laughs> you
6: know, oh, job you job. <laughs> Two jobs. You need more jobs, boy. <laughs> and so we're all having, I'm writing comic books and video games and like doing all of this stuff. Like, hey, I love it and it's great, but it's also like ways to augment um, a, 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 a job market that's a little bit depressed at the moment. Yeah. And so the reason we're striking now is to kind of plant our feet in the sand and say it can't keep going the way it's going. Television used to work fine until you broke it, until you all <laughs> broke it by mm-hmm. falling in love with streaming, which only makes them as much money as they have subscribers. Like they can't sell DVDs anymore. They don't, they don't, like movies don't say in theaters anymore. Like there are no hit shows on TV anymore. Like everything, you know. Blue Beetle was in theaters for a few hours and is already up for pre-order, yeah. um, and it's actually a good film. It's, I
1: it's mean, a I, good I, I have, movie.
6: I have thoughts about Blue Beetle, but they're not like bad thoughts. It's like, oh, that's totally fine. Like, yeah. it's it's a good time. It's a it's a well-made ninety minutes of a movie. Um, if this was two thousand and four, two thousand and five, that movie has a lot longer in theaters. That mm-hmm. movie will then go on to to sell lots of DVDs. It'll, it'll be a rental market. There'll be a sales market. There'll be lots of ways for that to make money for Warner Brothers. Now there's like three and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. It's all become a problem. And so the strike is attempting to kind of fashion some more controls onto the way that we're making money as creators, to the way that they're making money as producers and distributors. And they don't wanna do it because it'll cost them a little bit more, not that much more. In the grand scheme of things, almost nothing, 2%, 3% of their annual revenues is what we're asking for. And they make billions and billions of dollars. They do. That's crazy. They do. You know? that's crazy. And I think it's hard for people to wrap their heads around how much a billion is. Like, we hear that number a lot. It's that's like, just a billion. A billion dollars compared to a million dollars? Oh, crazy. You know? Like, if you, yeah. I, I, I'm going to mess up this math, but it's like, if you live for a million minutes, that's something like two or three years. If you live for a billion minutes, That's like 37 years. Like the scale of a billion is so much bigger than a million. And it's so much harder for us to wrap our heads around. And these are dudes who are making a billion dollars a year who are like, I've got this 30, $40 million yacht and I need another one. (laughs) (laughs) Netflix, the numbers are like, what is it? Like let's pretend it's $10 a month for Netflix and they have 200 million subscribers. That means that they make $2 billion a month. A month, and they're yeah. telling us right. to, yeah. to be like, "That's
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. And one person taking home a very large portion of that money each yeah. month. One, you know, person. one
6: person like their their annual salaries in hundreds of millions of dollars, and like <laughs> there are writers who are literally just there are assistants who cannot survive unless they can eat the lunch in the room that they're working for.
3: Wow,
6: you know,
1: and and so, yeah. you know, go ahead.
6: And, and so like it's it, it is we're not fighting for the people. We're not fighting for the guys who create Breaking Bad. We're not fighting for the guys who create, you know, the, the giant shows that we're not fighting for the people who do like Walking Dead or whatever. We're fighting for the people who are like, I just broke in, <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to get my second job and I might go a year between jobs. And so I got to find a way to make these ends meet. Otherwise, I'll give up on being a writer. And I'll go back to doing whatever it is that I did, wherever it is that I'm from. And those are voices we don't get to hear. And all too often, those people are people of color because we're always the last in and the first out because Mm -hmm. we do not have rich parents to go back to who can support us and float us and just send us money every month. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we got to go to work. Let us go to work. And then suddenly there will be a generation of voices who die on the vine because they could not survive out here because the business is not conducive to that. And so those are the reasons why I'm striking. Those are the reasons why I'm out there. Those are the reasons why a lot of people I know are out there. So that doing this job, telling stories for a living, like, you know, a, a country that does not support the arts is a country that doesn't know exactly what it's fighting for. Oh, this country definitely doesn't know what it's fighting for. No. Um, so, for a very long time. <laughs> for a very long time.
1: So, do you see, from which, from your standpoint, do you see it changing in the near future? Do you see it uh, uh, kind of leveling out in any kind of change?
6: I mean, the-, the strike will end. Mm-hmm. All strikes end, um, and I think this strike will end. I'm not going to say relatively soon, but we've been at it for 120 some odd days. I think I don't think we go another 120 because wow. the rubber is beginning to hit the road for like hey if you guys want to have a TV season anything resembling a TV season, if you want TV back in January we need to go back to work in September yeah. and they want their TVc they want Abbott Elementary back on the air in January oh yeah they don't want the they air, don't want it in January yeah they want all those Chicago shows back on NBC in January <laughs> you know they want to have an Emmys awards they want to have Oscar movies and have stars out there to support them and promote them you know, they want to have all the ways that they make money back before too long. And if that's what they want, then they have to come to the table and give us a deal that makes some sense. And I think they will because they have to. Um, and every three years we go through this, every three years we'll have a negotiation and we'll try to to claw some progress away from people who don't see the value in it. Um, and we'll make some gains. There always will be. Um, but this was the big one. This was the one where if we let this go this year, if we let this go this time, then robots will be writing shitty versions of sitcoms that you'd like to see, except you won't. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like there will be digital facsimiles of actors who you might have liked a while back, but then they all start to look a little plasticky and rubbery. They're all a bit, you know, Luke in Mandalorian Season (laughs) 2. I see what you're doing. Well, uh, we're not there yet, kids. I hit too close to home, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I heard I felt that one.
1: Oh, yeah. They we tried,
2: we, they tried. <laughs> they, he's a good man. <laughs> yeah,
6: he's <They> he <laughs> a good man. He,
3: he said Sebastian Stan, but they tried it and it just was like,
6: Yeah, it's like you guys just cast an actor. Remember, we did this all the time. Give me an actor who can give me a performance on the day on the stage and light him like a normal ass human. My nostalgia does not require.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he said the quiet part out loud. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, it looks like I'm like,
6: mm. you know, like I was not the biggest fan in the world of solo, but honestly, I prefer we recast for a young Harrison Ford than get me young Harrison Ford out of a box. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs>
2: every
6: time it hurts it always <laughs> hurts
5: <laughs> so
1: as you, as you know you're in you're in the business and we see as we're in the business just at a lower level um we see news articles all the time and we're just debunking and just like yeah we're not reporting that that's we know that's garbage you know like just some of the stuff the rumors that come out and what we've noticed. Is that there are some sites who are just plain downright hungry for clicks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the latest one was, oh, Jim Gunn has found his new Lex Luthor, and it's an adult porn star, and and I'm just like, I didn't see him tweet about that, uh, <laughs> so because he's quick to he's quick to respond to a tweet. You know he'll he'll solidify. He's like I don't know where you heard that from, but yeah. yeah.
6: I do not envy you having to be out in these streets making <laughs> sense of this internet. Like every day is April Fool's Day. We're like, is this really not. <laughs> it
5: really do. Is. Do
6: I need to be like? Do I need a, a vetting squad to figure out what's legitimate, and what isn't? I don't. I do not envy you because it's all nonsense.
1: It is. <laughs> and, truly, I literally. It. We've been in chats together. We're in the chat room together, and we're just like. This is bullshit. Like they, they're running out of stuff to talk about. They're running out of stuff. They're, they're mentioning movies from three years ago. And there's like, Oh, do you want to see this cut? No, we don't. We like we, we're, It's not even on our radar to talk about, you know? So.
6: Yeah. I mean, and that some of that is because of, you know, the studio's inability to make a deal with us. So there's no new development news, you know, nothing is in production. There's no like new stills of a thing happening. There's no, there's nobody across the street, you know, with a telephoto lens, getting some images of whatever, like all of the, re- all of the grist for the mill of news is, especially pop culture news is beginning to, to dry up. And so like, all right, let's just invent some shit. <laughs> like we got to do something. We got to do something. Guess, guess who's Reed Richards this week?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Until I see the Mouse King literally come out and say, and this is our cast. I'm like, it's not happening. It's like, they literally just every day. And you're right. It's every day. It's something new. And I'm just like, yeah, we're going to be talking about the comics and some video games over here today. Because that stuff ain't working right now. We just know the Strike is still going on. We haven't heard from anybody that the higher up anyway, or like D23, that's in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that expos in the fall. Uh I'm pretty sure y'all want something.
4: Because <laughs> if, if you don't,
1: yeah, because if you don't, you're gonna be canceling that too. So
4: mm-hmm.
6: it'll be a fan event. Yeah. Uh-huh
2: you uh, will make you pay $500 for just to just to stand in the line, to get in the line to buy a uh-huh. ticket for the thing you want to go see.
6: Yeah. Like, who's going to be on the stage? Well, we can talk about animation. Kind of. We can That's talk it. about video games. Kind of. But we can get no more insight into Phase 5.
1: they just like, win. I'm like, be patient. Just chill out. Just go back, yeah. watch 1 through 4. It's plenty of content. Just go watch
6: that and just have do fun. Do it again. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it all again. Go He's watch
2: got suits. You've of time.
6: Go watch suits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go watch suits. I don't know do what happened there. watch suits.
1: Yeah. I don't know what happened there. was like, why, why, why did suits blow up all of a sudden? I'm like, I need the second half of Doom Patrol. while you playing? I, mean... <laughs> oh. I
6: don't know, man. That that is that's like a mystery of the month. Is like somebody explain to me how suits is like the thing that people love right now.
2: I'm still yeah. of all the shows. Yeah, uh, I still of don't of watch it.
1: Ah, our very own Navy Montel's in the building.
7: Hey, Hey. what's going on? I'll get to see this young man again. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I know he thought I was a stalker. San Diego Comic Con, (laughs) Uh,
1: no, it's but it it just amazes me that they really do are they really are just running out of content. We said it on this show several times that we say to the people, Y'all weren't around for 07 and between 07 and 09. Mm -hmm. This is why we have so many reality shows. I'm like, do you want that again? (laughs) Is that what you're looking for?
6: Except even now, like I've got a friend who works in reality, and he's like, yeah, back in 2007, 2008, they were buying a lot because they knew like we need. What can we do tomorrow? Mm -hmm. You a millionaire? Done. Let's go. What can we do? Who's somebody's marrying a rock? Let's go do that show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now they're not. They're like, hey, it's fine. We have. Twelve seasons of remake my house into a bowling alley. We have eleven seasons of why do my balls hurt? Like (laughs) the floor is lava. Like all the floor is lava.
2: (laughs) Literally, he's
0: not (laughs) wrong, y'all. He
6: is all wrong. We don't need new stuff. Just direct them to the old stuff.
3: You about to give some people some ideas on that one, Why My Balls Hurt.
6: I- <laughs> I mean, isn't
1: that like <laughs> all of MTV's
6: programs? It's called then? Jackass 3.0. That's
1: what it's that, called. That, that's- <laughs> my <laughs> spouse was
7: a comic poster.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, seen, I seen a clip from, I don't know what this game show was, but the young lady was singing Whitney Houston's song. Beautiful voice. She was hitting the notes. But the two co-hosts, we're helping him walk. Helping her walk a plank, a platform, and each platform there was a removable window, and it was various things in it. Mm-hmm. The first one was fish guts, I think. The second one was maggots. Another one was uh, some kind of pinching bug. The the other one was uh, uh, scorpions, and I swear to God, the last one was a small crocodile. Oh I don't wow. know. I, I, and, and I'm sitting there watching it and it was this was on X as formerly known as Twitter. Uh, I'm like... <laughs> well, as, that is as, a problem right there. I, I'm watching this thing go unfold and I'm like, she's not going to step in there with the crocodile. And then she does. She slowly steps in there. Mind you, fish guts and maggots is all on her feet. You know? Yeah. Uh, and she did. And I'm like, yeah, these folks are crazy. These, this reminds me of those those Japanese game shows,
3: yeah,
6: they,
1: they didn't
2: were, do that though. No, nah, they, they didn't go. They didn't go
6: that direction. I like
2: they were close.
6: I mean, it's a little fear factor though. Just yeah. now, you also have. I was singing. just thinking
1: that too.
2: Yeah, yep. can you hold a note?
6: Well, they got it. They got a guy who literally will eat
1: buffalo balls with no problem. I don't know what the hell that's all about, but you know. It's a <laughs>
7: Is he a Rima paper? He has to be a Rima paper.
1: Oh, he's more like you know Rima paper with some red marker on it, but you know whatever. What yeah. the? Ooh. Jesus. Alabama. Wow. <laughs> wow. We, we,
7: we wasting artistic materials on reams of paper. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> Off white offenders. Off white.
5: Mm. <laughs> okay. Yes.
7: The alabaster aggressors, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Oh, part. That one down. Oh,
1: there we go. Sorry. Coming to a rally near you. So, Mark, other Sorry. than a strike, <laughs> well, I will apologize. Uh, what? Don't apologize. People come here for the comedy. Uh, so, <laughs> they come because we know what we're talking about and we're funny. Uh and we ain't playing either. Let's let go. Me, all of that, all of the above. Come blurts that view. You like us. We're funny, we know what we're talking about, and we ain't playing. <laughs> 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 we ain't playing. Black Spartan, <laughs> just making Ooh. it what's up,
7: what's up, sir?
1: I know and you man. got a couple questions for Mr. Menard in here. Uh first off, sir. Uh welcome. Um
5: dude ah. he's,
1: he's our he's our engineer of the ship he lifts warp drives for a living uh literally literally <laughs>
7: definitely not
4: figuratively <laughs> <laughs>
7: Not yet, anyway. He's not <laughs> glowing yet. What are we supposed to do? Let him glow. Just let him glow.
1: You live. You live one four fifty four block. And Thank you Hercules. Okay.
7: Uh, yeah, you did that.
1: We. Mm. You live one. <laughs> <year> <laughs> by yourself, and not, now, now. Of a sudden, you're. Yo. Uh, dang, I was going to ask what has already been asked. <laughs> Before, uh, we, we, shoot so we, shot, man. Shoot yeah, she shot. shot. <laughs> Uh that, that Jesus, where can I go with this? Um what we'll, we'll buzz you
6: hit one that we've already gotten
1: in I got a buzzer. Uh, that, that, that buzzer would have went off about five seconds ago. This was family feud. I would have already costed us 25 grand, but um that's max. So, okay, I guess asking this. Um do you see as far as the the ongoing um as far as the ongoing strike, I should say. Um is there advice that you can give for those and forgive me if this was a read if there's already no, read, no, so he, he, almost, he almost caught the buzzer he almost caught the buzzer <laughs> okay. all right for those that are trying to find creative outlets if you will or just sitting on ideas or just or are kind of in this i'm waiting until the dust settles things of that nature what advice would you give for for up and coming creators i would say
6: uh, I would say to write. Um, we, the, the strike does not prohibit us from writing. Okay. It prohibits us from writing for and getting paid mm-hmm. by a struck company. You can write for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and there is going to be a hunger for material on the other side of the strike. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there's also all the people who are unemployed who will be going back looking for that job. But there's mm-hmm. also going to be a lot of hunger out there for the new thing for okay. the for the unrepresented writer who's looking to break in, like it'll be it'll be your time to shoot your shot come the end of this year. And if you got the thing, like if you if you spent the time and you wrote the pilot, you wrote the movie, you wrote the comic book, whatever that is, there's gonna be somebody wanting to read it. Um okay. so so use use the time where we can't be getting paid to find a way to pay uh yourself forward by just like do the thing. Do the work um and yeah i mean comics are 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 a great outlet if like if what you're doing is burning to tell your story to an audience Mm -hmm. comics are right there Mm -hmm. um you know web comics digital comics print comics like indies whatever it is Mm um you know i i will always recommend a person's like hey if you want to be a writer then write and there's no better way to be a writer than to to Try to get your stuff out there and go through the meat grinder of being edited, of being read by an audience, of getting feedback from that audience to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Do not read all the comments. Um, Rule number one on the Internet, do not read every comment. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a version of getting feedback that feels legitimate, that feels instructive, that feels uh, constructive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, go get it, man.
1: Uh, don't don't, don't read all the comments unless you have frequent flyer miles and a folding chair at the ready. I uh, mean <laughs> <laughs> spirit <laughs> airlines? Don't that. They
6: unless probably have know. folding
1: chairs for you. Uh so.
6: unless you personally know Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, yeah, that was really the only question I had. I said I was gonna say first off, thank you for Star Trek Picard. Um mm. Thank you for making me cry for three seasons. I appreciate that for being one of the writers on that show. Um, also, love Critical Role. I love Master the Universe, and I loved Alphas. And I was like, um, man, it you kind of have you kind of have this thing as far as and also being a journalist for Los Angeles Times. I'm a big fan of writing. Um, not as heavy into it as we'll be watching and. Laney and as Kira and everyone else is, I've kind of dipped my toe into many different things, but but yeah, that's that's all right. I just want to give you pride. I just want to give you flowers for that because
6: well thank you, man.
1: You you're kinda of one of those guys I like to see that are just behind these television shows and behind these animes and things of that nature. I always thought that's I just want to just give you flowers, man. Thank so you. I appreciate you know, that. Here yeah. at this show, we do like to give flowers to the people that we have coming on because whether they're known unknown somewhere in between we'd like to show our appreciation because without people like yourself we wouldn't be entertained by the the, by the uh, content that's out there Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it always takes a special person to kind of step out the zone and say i'll write that thing or i'll act in that thing or i'll create that thing Mm -hmm. and then they're the ones who kind of fell back and didn't know or are too scared to step up to the front, front line, say, hey, I like that. Now that's giving me courage to kind of step up and do this thing, you know? So to, to piggyback off of Black Spartan, yes, thank you. For all that you provided, thank you for all the the content that you've given. Continue, like you said, I don't even have to tell you to continue writing. You're you're up there already.
6: Right. Uh, so, I mean, they just yeah. have to continue paying me, and I'll keep paying That, it. that, that <laughs> more, yeah.
1: more, paying more. Say, your your title list is just. I mean, you look about everything that you're associated with. It's like, and I, I and and we have other friends out there that are that are big associates to the whole thing of representation. It's like. Mm-hmm. we're not just slotted to just uh we're not slotted to just entertainers and athleticism and things of that nature the fact that there where a lot of people don't understand is uh such figures such as yourself are behind a lot of these shows that we know and love it's all you know they don't always they don't always see the they always look for the 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 one headline guy they look for the uh they look for the james Gunn. they look for the uh the Kevin Feige's. No one's ever actually looking at the actual reasons behind why these shows and movies work. So it's nice to actually put faces such as ourselves and going, yeah, we're behind that. And it's like, you kind of, again, inspire others to say, well, if an individual such as Mr. Benardine can do it, why can't I? There you go. You just lit the fire under somebody's ass.
6: Yep. You know, like it's, I I, i would love nothing more for for people like us for nerds for blurs for mm-hmm. people of color to take their shots at the brass ring you
0: mm-hmm. know
6: like it's 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 a it's a long shot and and i and i, and I don't ever want to sugarcoat it like there there are more people playing professional sports than mm-hmm. are getting paid to write on television right now
5: mm-hmm.
6: you know mm-hmm. like that's that's the numbers game of it yeah, like it's there's a lot of people who want to do it and not a lot of people who get the chance to do it. But every day there's, you know, a person like me, a person who is running a show or whatever, who's like looking for a voice,
5: mm-hmm. who's
6: looking for somebody who's got something to say, who's looking for somebody who will deliver if given the opportunity. And I, I believe it to my soul that if you give a person of color a chance, they will work twice as hard. Um, and not for half as much.
5: Yeah. The price has been up.
6: Four
5: times as <laughs> great.
6: Yes. You know, they, they, they will literally stay twice as long. They will work twice as hard. They will deliver twice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and make because it they good understand, the sadly, mm-hmm. that they may not get a second chance up, mm-hmm. at, up at the plate. So they will fucking swing yeah. with everything that they have. Mm-hmm. And that people don't understand that um still astonishes me but guys, that's why. that's really why well.
1: we're, that's why that's why we're here you know because <laughs> we, this is this is why we're here we we bring these people out because it's like hey did you know that one saturday morning was done by laron dejeanette who's learning let me bring this brother on. you know mm-hmm. these, these bumpers you used to see in in, in the proud mm-hmm. family and all this other stuff you'd never know because you don't see them they're not in the forefront you know and it's like oh Shout out to 9B Collective. They got their hands in everything. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. You know, and so shout out to Phil and Michael and, and, and Aldous. They true. have their hands in everything. It, we just f- found out they, they had a hand <laughs> in Blue Beetle. Yeah. Really? Like, yes, Yo, dude, What's you were on the, the show. You could have told us. You, oh, know, you,
7: you know that. You know that NDA's got, got yeah, more galvanized yeah. than any anything. Come on now, the NDA is strong. It, it, wasn't, until Phil,
1: it wasn't until it Phil said this was his first on-screen credit, and I'm like, dude, stop.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Legal keeps everybody honest. Yeah, but it
5: just,
6: <laughs> people like uh, the work, doing, doing the, the work. work. Doing
7: you know, NDA stands for Negro. Don't ask.
1: <laughs> Damn. Clip it, Safari. Clip it. Uh- <laughs> Don't ask. Uh, so, Mark, I, we well, go ahead, Kier.
2: I wanted to ask because you because you are up there, God level. Um, have you noticed an increase in a, in the presence of us in upper um, levels of? ownership of creativity, network, well not even networks, not yet, we're getting there but Mm, um, mm. we're we're building our own platforms and and they're secure places for us to be at, have you noticed an uptick in those kind of
6: Um, I feel like there was there was a wave um, like the Black Panther effect Mm. of like hey, Mm. this made a billion dollars, we'd all like to make a billion dollars what we're not going to do, however, is greenlight a bunch of black superhero movies. Instead, and this the, the wave kind of crested with the George Floyd, the summer of George Floyd, mm-hmm. of of everybody realizing that we are not nearly diverse enough, that we are not nearly we don't have any diversity inclusion programs. We don't. There are no people of color with green light authority at studios and and, and TV networks. And so, there was a push to kind of begin to integrate those upper echelons of of the executive ranks. Because that's what the power is, right? Like mm-hmm. That's the power of. We want to get this show made. Who can make this show? We will empower people of color to to green light programs that will reflect their experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it was a it was a wonderful idea um, that never actually matriculated and matured and yielded very much. Mm-hmm. And now this year, not like a month ago, you start seeing all of those diversity executives starting to leave places. You start to see or get fired. One, you start to see like cool yeah. people. You start to see like either we're leaving, we're closing up shop, we're shifting the initiative, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, it feels like it was just a, a kind of a cyclical exercise. In the, the we noticed that we shouldn't just put up a black box, and so we should maybe hire some people, but maybe not give them all the resources and the latitude and power that they needed to change the face of, of entertainment in a way that it absolutely should change. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there are, there are more black writers in Hollywood than I ever knew that there were. And I discovered that on one day on the picket line, it was like black writer day at Paramount. And there was like 5,000 black writers. It was like, oh, so where the fuck are where we all <laughs> <laughs> Shit, <laughs> we out here. How did not have the cookout yet? Like what the hell? It's- yeah, like why, why, why didn't they tell us we were all here? <laughs> um, <laughs> And so I think that there's definitely a, a, an increased number of people who are getting their chance to do this for a living, oh,
5: mm-hmm.
6: um, you know, and people in, in power, people in showrun positions or number two positions and people who are, are, are beginning to be able to affect change. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all honestly ultimately comes down from the top. And there is only one person of color really who runs a major studio. Like Donna Langley at Universal is the only person who can green light anything. And so it's not a surprise that that's where the Fast and Furious movies are, right? Where they're like, hey, you know oh, what turns out. Now.
1: Yeah, that's right. Okay.
6: Brown people make money. And <laughs> so it takes a brown person to discover that black people <laughs> make money. Let's go get this money. And the fact that every studio doesn't have something that looks like that, like, guys, don't you want to make money? Why, exactly. why don't you want to make this money?
2: Uh, I've been asking <laughs> it, it, that question for a minute. <laughs> How much help money you not me want me. to make is not is weird. You you don't like just to it don't make sense. It don't make sense. Didn't you $100. say like, Lady
1: Mandalore, Didn't you say it was like 10 billion it's $10 on billion
2: dollars out of Left out of it's gotta be out of spite at this point? Like yeah. we we the our community has the money. Clearly, we have the money. You don't mm-hmm. want to distract from that whatever is being whatever is being used to distract us and take away from us actually keeping it within our pockets um and put it that way you there's it's 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 like you're bad
6: at your job
2: you're bad at your job you're bad (laughs) you don't deserve you for many reasons now clearly you don't deserve the money that you're getting because you don't want the money that you could be making
1: it's, to, be, it's, to be a mobster in the 1920s and 30s and realize that one of my henchmen left money on the table, mm-hmm. I'm immediately like, yeah. and you didn't tell me? Yeah. You, didn't. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
6: you have a fiduciary responsibility to your shareholders to make as much money as you can. And if you don't, you should be fired.
1: Mm. Flat out. I have always, I have always yeah. sat there and said this, and I will still say it again. Until 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 the movie picture association adapts the same mentality as every major professional sports organization out there, yeah. have the same problem. Yeah. Because that's the truth. I mean, that's being honest. If you look at it, I mean, you look at the in the every time there has ever been an integration, economics has boomed. Did it for baseball, did it for basketball, did it for football. Um even now, a second renaissance in baseball. Yeah, economics has boomed. So if athletics has figured this out, go back to the movie pictures. Well, we can't have an all-black cast. Why not? Straight from an executive's mouth, because colored people don't make money. But yet, but the, the blackening worked and it beat yeah. the flash. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the thing about it. They always that, that's the excuse that's always been said: colored people don't make money really i mean
7: black. is it that they is they don't make money or don't make money according to their their um that's
1: what they try to say they try To, to say, bo- you
7: know that list list of boxes that need to be checked because that's,
1: but that's what it is i that's can go
7: back. back i can go back to when i was a kid mm-hmm. and this was when they called during the blaxploitation mm-hmm. uh era this is when you had uptown saturday night let's do it again a piece of the action Mm-hmm. You had Car Wash, you had Lead Belly, uh, Mother Jugs, and Speed. I can go on with all of these movies:
1: Coffee, Black Friday, uh, mm-hmm. you, you, Cleopatra Jones, uh, uh, Sweet Deeds, Revenge. I, I'm, I'm with you. You, you, you keep going on the list, yeah.
7: So back then, that was the draw to the to the drive-ins. We didn't want to mm-hmm. go to the theaters. We went to the drive-ins so we could watch these movies. We'd see people look like us, and see Superfly, and mm-hmm. you know, see you know the Mac and everything. So I think now they're, they're just trying this. They're, they want that money, but they're scared. They they want to keep it safe. They want to still it. do it within their parameters. It's and I don't think that's fair.
1: It's acknowledgement. It, it's like you ever see somebody that doesn't want to admit they're right, even though the evidence is overwhelmingly against them. And I mean, like, Yes, And that's why right I'm right divorced. There. Yes. Cheeks. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, oh so George asked the question what books or comics are on your reading table right now? Wait, Before Lainey. we let you, what, Lainey, you guys...
2: Lainey, did you want to say I saw your hand up, Hunt? I'm sorry. No, I just was
3: gonna go in the opposite direction, but in the same thought process as well, of saying that I I think they're just scared because when you just said all of the sports, think about how we are dominating. Mm-hmm. You uh, know what I'm uh, saying? And they don't want us to dominate because when we dominate, that's it. <laughs> You know what i mean we we will have it and we will take it and we will make it our own and we will be the blueprint but that's so i think it's more that they don't want to get
1: our side because that's, that's it. yeah lady, that's what i'm saying that's the acknowledgement part when you mm-hmm. when you get acknowledged that that and i gotta get credit to paul mooney paul mooney said the best when black people take over we take over mm-hmm. we take over you don't exactly. get it back and we don't apologize. You're it. right. You don't get it back. Mm. You don't get it back, and we don't apologize for it. He said, "He said, think about it. We everything we've ever got into. I remember when so he's what you he say about Serena Williams. When you saw them two little black girls take over tennis, white people weren't thinking about that until they realized, oh shit, they've won every <laughs> <tournament."> well, <laughs> every. Now, that was me
3: coming up. I yeah. remember that.
1: But you it, know, it's, but it it's so funny. But, but that's what I'm saying when I say about acknowledgement. See, when Tiger Woods was winning white people were okay with tiger woods oh oh he's so elegant he's so poised look at his father his father's so proud they are just they're light-skinned as all get out but tiger was dominating white people didn't care until tiger started getting close to jack nicholas that 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 all-time record white Mm. we don't know we don't know if we can be ready for a black person to take over They they didn't want to give him that jacket yeah. So again, <laughs> didn't want to give him the jacket. So look at so look at where we are now. Yeah. You won't give black writers, you won't give black writers the credit that they are overwhelmingly due. You mm. won't give black actors the credit. They are overwhelmingly due. You won't give the opportunity for them to be showrunners. You won't give the opportunity for them to be executive producers. Why? Because you know as well as we do, as well as everybody in this podcast knows, when we take over, we Thank take you. over, and we don't give it back. But the ones that are collecting the money don't say shit. Hmm. We're Kobe out here in the game. That's what it yeah. is. Jerry West never said <laughs> Jerry West never said shit when all the Lakers are black. Hey, <laughs> mm. so come was, on! He, was he not collecting? Was he not collecting billions? That, 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 that check money? was looking nice to him. That's why. That mm-hmm. right. That's why the Lakers has always been a franchise. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. What books or comics are on your reading table right now? Before we let you go. Uh, I meant
7: to ask, him this is San Diego, but this man was in a hurry. When I t- said <laughs> he, was, was, he, was was he was a flash, <laughs> so he was like, good. how you know <laughs> am going to see him? <laughs> I was like, oh my God.
6: Yeah, man. No, that's that's another thing I learned from Kevin. Like, <laughs> be, be a shark. Like, always be moving. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you won't get where you're trying to go. Um I, I'll tell you, I just, I bought this. <laughs>
1: Yes, Woo! yes, sir.
6: Let's uh, go. It's been I love it's that, been bro. a fucking minute since I read this.
1: Oh and man, I, and I did Ellis. not feel like
6: looking through my long boxes for stuff. So I'm like, I'm gonna just buy the fucking Bible It is it.
1: Such a good read. Goodness. Yeah, God is such a good read.
6: But that's that's up next for me. Um, right. And then there's there's a couple projects that I'm starting to do some research on um, that uh, that will require me to do some nonfiction reading which I don't always love, but I, I do when It <laughs> sounds like me. <laughs> it, it, it,
1: it, it ends up becoming worth his waiting
6: yeah. Uh
1: Mark Bernardin, I can't thank you enough for number one, taking the time out with us. But uh, this right here, just for being you. Thank mm-hmm. hey, you. thank you no thank, thank you, you thank you thank you for just the numerous accolades that you have congratulations again on the gen con award uh the, the splinter sounds amazing i can't wait to see it i know this crew can't wait to see it because it was given twilight zone it was kid- mm-hmm. it was given twilight zone can't Apparently, I, I can't put it up Hold for on. free
5: yes um, just
2: one dollar that-
1: one
6: dollar is all we
2: need to yeah. help feed 11 families.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Buy this <laughs> kid a
6: sandwich. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, our very own, my co producer, he says come back anytime you Yes,
7: th- sir. This
1: door is always open. Uh, many people have said that it's like the black, it's like the cookout. It's it's the cookout. Um I've always described the show as a cross between Arsenio Hall, Saturday Night Live, and tonight's show with Jimmy Fallon. only is tonight's show with this crew. And uh and we're actually like more like mad TV, actually.
6: And <laughs> we tonight's have tonight's show with the roots.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
7: I'm you, Mark Marcus the uncle that brings all the Uno decks because you got that one cousin that stole them all. So
6: he comes can't in
3: with
5: like a clutch. You can't even stack anymore.
6: They I got nothing that. but draw fours.
3: ain't going to stack them.
1: Done. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, hey, yes. Uh, APR TV, one of our sponsors, he says, we can help with that dollar
6: release. How <laughs> <laughs> much you need off the top? <laughs> 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 Y'all know what
1: I say about opportunity. Uh Mark, thank you once again. Uh you're welcome back anytime whenever your schedule allows. <laughs> yeah,
6: this was fun. Right. Thank All you right. for inviting right. me. See. Ooh,
2: mm-hmm. Look at that. Look come at back that. On when you're allowed to talk about your stuff because I want to talk about the the one the, the light woo <laughs> woo thing.
6: The woo woo thing. Thing. thing.
3: The
5: light woo thing. So, so there'll the, be okay. i
3: I'll be right behind her. Get, get Wait, get isn't this- that a Jada Pinkett want-
6: movie from the nineties? The Woo.
1: <laughs> Woo.
6: Oh my God!
1: But once again, uh, if you don't mind telling everybody where, you, where they can find you, uh,
6: I, I it's weird because I I am no longer on whatever Twitter is called anymore. And it seems so like it a it's, a porn site. Off of. it's like a porn site at this point. Yeah, no. Wrong signal.
7: No, it's like my um, divorced wife, x Yes.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Instagram for the most part at Mark Bernardin with a C. Uh, I'm on Blue Sky and I'm on Threads. Both of those are the things, but I don't. Once I left Twitter, I got out of the habit of just I'm gonna just I'm gonna fire off a stream of thoughts into the internet thing. <laughs> I don't have that itch anymore, so. Oh.
1: It gets tiring, your your thumbs get sore, and everything else. But, but man, my thumbs are
6: sore for other reasons. Thanks.
1: (laughs) 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 Wow, this is this is why I knew, (laughs) 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 like, like, you dirty dirty people out there, your minds are filthy, not (laughs) filthy, filthy. Um, and and Mark,
7: before you go, thank you for genius. That is a stellar (laughs) comic. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. I picked that bad boy up a few years ago and I said, I want to meet the young man who wrote this and tell him thank you. But then I looked like a total teenager when I saw it like, ah, sir, my the band again The He's like, ha, ha, click and he left. I was like,
6: <laughs> And also not that young.
7: <laughs> You're younger than me. How about that?
1: but uh thank you once again (laughs) from from the authority to king and black to adore which we didn't talk about to darth vader dude you are the legend Mm -hmm. um you are the legend that's in the blurred space and Mm -hmm. we appreciate you uh tell kevin that you'll take over the show for a couple weeks so we can have a week black man beyond (laughs)
6: listen i I am i am not a legend i'm standing on the, the the shoulders of phil Lamar was standing on the shoulders of Lavar Burton? There's there's a long lineage of us who have been trying to to, to keep this space alive for for people of the the, the melanated here. community. Yeah, and so all of them. we are here for all of them, all of them, all of them. All of them. But
1: thank you <laughs> once again, man. Uh, like I said, this door is open anytime. Uh, next time, I'll tell my wife to leave a plate <laughs> and so
6: please, man, and I'm a big piece of chicken,
1: and a big the big piece of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Lady Mandalore!
2: Hi. Well, good evening. Hello, everybody. Hi. Um, you can, as always, find me um, right here on Bird's Eye View, but you can find me on Instagram at ooh, yep Bird's um, Eye. I also have a podcast and an Echo apparently um, Sundays <laughs> at nine PM Eastern Standard Time live, and you can also find me on the TikTok for now where I do voiceover, or what is it, voice thing, work, whatever, um, and get extremely nervous and start to babble incessantly. Uh, I also have (laughs) my name on TikTok, which is going to be Child of Mandalore, and I have a podcast called Child of Mandalore where I talk about the history of Mandalore, not just the season or the new series, but the actual history of it. Um, Find me there. I'm fun. I do voices. I get tired.
1: (laughs) Agree grill a horror, Lainey from Geek By Heart. Talk to the people.
3: Hey, I am Lainey. Uh, one half of Geek By Heart. Me and my husband run our YouTube channel at Geek By Heart, so check us out there. We talk about movies. We just talked about black I'm um, black people.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <I love that. laughs> <laughs> listen, I want to see that
3: too. Um, he talks about Blue Beetle. Um, he also does uh streaming of God of War 3, and he's working his way to do God of War 2018 and then Ragnarok. So come join him there, um, every mm. weekend. Um, come join us at TikTok and come join us at IG. We are there on both. And it is never too late to do what you love, so do what you love. Thanks.
1: Uh, I'm going to put the cinematic assassin up because I do love what's going to happen afterwards. <laughs> go ahead and tell them where they can find you at.
2: He's already doing the face. <laughs>
4: <laughs> not doing nothing. Um, you can find me at Mayhem Media. M-A-Y-E, H-E-M Media. Uh, you can also find me on purefandom.com where I talk movie trailers. You can find me at blurs.view.org where I talk about the actiony things and the movies where things go boom. Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, being ridiculous and finding all the Funko's at great value. So, if you are into the collection game, just, just wait, 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 me. wait. wait
1: to make it to make it clear, he didn't say great value Funko's, he said finding Funko's at a great That'd value. value. That'd a great great value. Be, that's a totally different Funko pop you're looking for. The frugal mm-hmm. Funko
4: finder, I
1: like <laughs> oh, try say that five times fast. He's
4: a triple <laughs> F, y'all. He's a triple. Um, But, yeah, if, if you're looking for me, the, that's the handle, Mayhem Media. It doesn't matter what site you're on. And if you can't find me, I'm not there. Um, but with that being said, I, I, I always want to stress mental health is important. So please, please, please take your meds and take that PTO. And whatever else you do in this world, uh, lean into learning, lean into laughter, lean into love, and will make this world a better place. And also, Mark, as an aspiring screenwriter, you were speaking into my spirits, and I was like, I'm about to leave the show and go right, y'all. So <laughs> dreams went out. That's what I was about to do. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. Thank you for responding to my message because I didn't expect that to happen, and then I was like, oh, shit, guys, he actually said something back. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I, had to
1: get, I had to give him the layout. I'm like, all right, this is what, like, we already got his ear. This is what you do. Well thank
6: you for reaching out. This this has been uh this has been great. You know, and 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 I'm not I'm not gassing, I'm not fucking blowing smoke. This has been a wonderful, wonderful fucking time. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Look at that. We just inspiring and making and making sure everybody have all the funds. Hell yeah. <laughs> Black Spartan. Ah. I was wondering like what face what face were you waiting for? Face from me or from or from life? I was kid? I was looking for this one at first. Yeah, I was late. I thought he had won the chamber, but I I was late to the party. So I got to apologize. But, yeah, Wesley will. Wesley.
5: There you go. there you go. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to practice my Nino Brown from New Jack City every time you do that. Just <laughs> but anyway, um, I am Black Sparta, otherwise known as Blackbox447 on the socials. I usually do reviews otherwise America. known as the one who lifts warp drive engines for a living. <laughs> that part. <laughs> yep. And, uh, aside from that and scaring religious people, that's always been fun. <laughs> and, um, that's, a, that's a whole nother story. But anyway, a couple of podcasts I do have of my own. Of course, my daily political podcast, How the you Got Here, every Wednesday and Saturday. My video game podcast called Get Bit Podcast every Friday. Both podcasts can be found on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and my podcast can be found wherever podcasts are found, seen, or heard. That does include Opulence Radio and Always Record TV with the rest of the fleet. Um, I am also one of the many heads of the bloodsideview.org website for writing columns. I write wrestling. Why? Because wrestling is real and people are fake. Uh, Shout out to Mr. Kendi for that one. Really <laughs> live.
5: The
1: <laughs> 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 we play part was I just wa- I was watching gargoyles for I other. See, wow. <laughs> I'm laughing because I was like, I just got through watching this morning. Uh, aside oh. from aside from that, guys, um, again, if you are knowing someone or if you yourself are creating something new, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a business, whether it's a con, and you know someone's doing it. Share it. It literally costs zero bucks to share it. If you give money, cool, but it's not required. But again, support them. He will support Beyonce if she knew you existed. Also, it is con season. So again, I have three simple quick rules. Number one, at all times, respect all cosplayers. I don't mind being security because that's the one time I can bounce somebody in a con and nobody complains. I'm just saying, folks. I I, I like that part. Please, please, please don't make me be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the nice, happy, jolly guy. I don't want to be the guy that you go, this is the dude that basically yeeted me across the street. There's somebody in Nashville that actually did get yeeted across the street. I'm kind of proud about that. He's when throwing outside
7: distance. the hotel, he's doing wow artists talking about yeah. It's just oh, I, oh, I sat there and
1: cleared. <laughs> I sat there and cleared him. It was like midget tossing in the back of a pickup <laughs> truck. I, like, I mean, it was just like yeet.
3: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> on somebody's clothes on um, screen, they have to have that.
1: Oh, waiting to be on here. I am pretty sure somewhere in the world in the in the archives of World Star, there is me throwing a nail a napkin a, a napkin American in the back of a truck in Nashville. And just the uh, way that just, it just lined up it. just now. I'm just like I'm pretty sure it's somewhere. But anyway, three rules. Again, respect all cosplayers. That just again for people that are taking their phantoms out there, they do not need to be anything, but respect it again, treat them the same way you'd be treated. Simple and plain. Number two. Wash your ass. Um, soap and soap and rags and under and uh yeah underwear and, oh, and everything. They are still cheap enough to get. So for simple fact of the matter, wash your ass. Nobody wants to be around a stinky person to come. And finally, number three is the same rule apply to myself as I apply to everyone else. I am a very social person. I am really a nice guy. I am not a violent person until you push me. But aside from that simply put don't be a dick and we'll all be cool <laughs> this coming from a guy who could live warp drive engines <laughs> i don't think one, no one would want to push you uh, oh, or, oh. or could for that matter i so, oh, wouldn't even want to oh, try that okay you would be so surprised but i'm sorry i'm shutting up now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, tell them <laughs>
2: y'all better stop.
1: <laughs> we done nothing, I'm we just sit no, in here. The comment, it's the comment section, we just sit
2: in here. God,
1: <laughs> except with you, those little people, we do find it, however, hilarious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you hear, okay. look, we, are, <laughs> we
1: already know that we all got a first train ticket
0: down. <laughs> at
1: this point, everything, everything else doesn't matter. <laughs> no,
3: even well, this. they need you in Alabama. That's what they need you. <laughs> Listen to what you just said.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tell them where you're at, Dave.
7: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, blurs of all ages, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Once again, it's your frosted bearded the Corn here with the crew. And the amazing Mark B up in here doing a thing. You know what I'm saying? Because When you put creativity together, it's a beautiful sexy thing. It's something that can't be destroyed, melted, or anything like that, okay? If you want to find out what I'm doing, you can find me on Instagram and X under Navy Montel.
5: <laughs> I would say
7: ex wife but I'm really trying to get in trouble. Uh, you can find me under Twitch, TikTok, and YouTube under Rogue Catnip. I just shot my review of uh, Blue Beetle, which... I was very pleased with that, so I'm gonna do that. And I'm definitely gonna do my video talking about Blur Con in San Diego. Uh, other than that, my rules specifically, please stay nerdy, stay geeky, stay sexy, and always, always be proud in your Blurt. That is a mm-hmm.
1: wonderful thing. Hey, everybody, it is your man on the wall, Chris Fury. Back with another episode of Blurt's at View with our great esteemed guest, Mark Bernard. And thank you for coming through. Thank you to this crew. Uh, you can catch us Tuesdays, normal times, Tuesdays, 8 30 p.m. or yeah, 8 30. Yeah, 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 you yeah you it's 8 30. You forgetting you your could. own time, you good, you good. Times are shifting, it's I need you to days. breathe, okay? savings time, and a soak on. Yeah, it's a lot. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. Yeah, So you can catch us Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Thursdays 9 p.m. But this week is a special week because not only do we have Mark Bernard on, but Friday, Friday we have Sir Julius Cosplay coming through with that fantastic Blue Beetle cosplay he's at. We're going to be doing our own little review on Blue Blue, Blue, Blue Beetle as well. But you can catch us everywhere. You listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also catch us on Instagram at blurred's eye view. It'll send you to the link tree in the bio. There you go. Uh, you can also show your love on the YouTube channel. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that notification bell. So you get to see all the latest episodes and interviews that are normally not seen here, but only on that channel and that channel alone. Go check us out. Uh, show your love. Thank you once again, Mark, for coming through, uh, this was been an i uh, a refreshing conversation we're glad we made you laugh we're glad you had a good time i think arsenio hall would be proud at this point uh <laughs> speaking of arsenio hall today is the anniversary of living single Ooh. when it first premiered hey. so
5: Bingo.
1: that's the French quote that we recognize <laughs> I'm sorry wait, am I alone in this? Yeah. no am no. 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 I alone in this one? no yeah. <laughs> as far as the singing like, no you gotta pay for that uh, I myself you can also catch doing a, I need to get back to my voice work on TikTok yes you do probably. You need to get back into your voice work sir. yeah yeah they like the villain I do I know I love being a villain why not Anyway, (laughs) tune in. Check us out whenever, wherever, on every podcast and on YouTube. We will see y'all later. Thank you again, Mark. Thank you to this dope crew. You know how we do. We will see y'all later.
5: Bye.